No, it's just a dick joke. I think that's what the lead in your pencil is, or is it just an erection? Like I think it's an erection. Yeah, it's an erection. I just remembered right now. A long time ago, I started talking about an episode, then I stopped. I was like, <clears> I'll <throat> talk about it another time. And then our recent Joe Bob, Joe Bob talked about this, and I was like, fuck, I need to bring this up. So, Are we talking about the Menendez brothers? Yes. So, you know the Menendez brothers, yes. the killers. So, there's a... Uh, the self-defensers, you mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So the revengers, like the revengers, <laughs> yeah. as you'd call them. So like, uh, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, someone noticed that there's a basketball car of Mark Jackson where the Menendez brothers are sitting courtside. Oh, nice. And like, and then they will go back and you found like, okay, when was that photo taken? What game? And it was like a game it was basically right after they killed their parents. They basically were using their parents' money and just went and bought courtside seats. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing they did stuff like that, dude. So I got yeah. obsessed with it for a while and I was compulsively buying the card and I have a ton of them. <laughs> um, That's all the same card. Yeah. But let me see. Well, here, let me give you a real, a real nice one to look at. Yeah. But anyways, it's like started to come on up the on the left there. Yeah. They're, they're the, yeah, look yeah, at them. Totally. Yeah. But it, this has started to come up a few times in the podcast and we like, don't talk about it. And then our recent Joe Bob, someone mailed Joe Bob one of these cards, and he was talking about it. And I was like, I need to fucking bring this up. So anyways, I set him over there. Remind me. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've looked for him before. You can find him. You can still find him. I think they're fairly That's reasonable. Awesome. No, yeah, you can still find him. I just, like, for a minute, I was yeah. like, oh! I, like, I was just like, it was a compulsive thing, where if I, one came up cheap, I would just buy it. <laughs> right. I used to have more, and I started just giving away. I was like, I need to stop doing this. Yeah, because they will be worth something. True crime's huge right now. Do you want one? A Dominic one. Dunn. Uh, Do you want one? Yes. There you go. There you go, homies. I'll frame it Perfect. and put it on the fridge, and Emily, for the, like the rest of her life, will wonder why there's a sports-related anything in our house. Yeah, but I love Mark Jackson. Yeah. He's just, he was just the best of his time. <laughs> Underrated. It has nothing to do with the fucking murderers sitting next to him. So, uh, all you true crime people out there, get yourself a Mark Jackson basketball card. Say 1990... <laughs> NBA Hoops, Knicks. He was on the Knicks, which it's kind of like how they nixed their parents. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. This episode, we're talking about the 1991 heavy metal horror comedy, Shock 'em Dead. It's the story of Martin, a nerdy pizza boy who, with the help of the neighborhood voodoo lady, makes a deal with the devil to become the greatest rock star in the world. Yes, and a total bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's certainly no hero <laughs> I, I love it though yeah i love it too i'm not saying that i'm just saying there's so many things that happen throughout the movie you're just like is this the guy are we supposed to be backing this guy are we supposed to hate him like seems weird to like be on the side of the cops but yeah can somebody please stop this guy <laughs> it's like he's beating up his old co-workers <laughs> at the pizza playhouse yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, not to get spoilers. But. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, directed by Mark Freed, who co-wrote the film with David Tedder and Andy Cross. None of those dudes did anything else. Yeah, which is unfortunate, because this is a fun one. Mark Freed had another movie, Lovers and Liars, though, that I saw that had uh, two Davids in it, David Carradine and David Faustina. Oh. oh. Yeah. Double D. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't find much info on it, but I do know that Mark Freed was involved with making some instructional guitar videos. Yeah. And that's how they're able to land Nitro. Nitro. Which I actually, mix. after this, I went on to YouTube, and there's an amazing Jim Gillette vocal training video on there. <laughs> it only has the first part, 
but it's great. There's like cutaways. One's a cutaway where it's just like a bodybuilder with a nitro shirt on and sunglasses with his arms crossed. He doesn't say anything. And then it like just like spins away and he's just like, okay, now it's time for some vocal warm ups. And it's fucking great. Yeah. Did you try some of them? I mean, mainly all that's on there because it cuts off is he does the like. Whoa. One. Good pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And then he starts doing like. Like Beautiful, but yeah, <laughs> you should recut the vocals. Did you send the new traffic yeah, death off to the plane yet? I did. Oh, yeah. cancel it, redo the vocals. We'll just with do these. a live one this, oh, okay. this way, yeah, yeah. Just to show how we've gotten better. <laughs> and then we, can, then we can sell it to you twice, like fucking Pearl Jam. <laughs> we'll sell it to you 500 times. You know, they sold 13 million copies of those uh boot, official bootlegs. That's, That's a whole ridiculous. other thing. Official just call it a live album yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you know plus most people don't know what a bootleg is now right because I mean, there's we, no that's like you go to the record store and you bought like you know cd bootlegs or vhs i remember bootleg, going to you know. borders books and I it'd mean, be just, like this looks a little off be like it's got like kurt yeah. cobain on the cover but is that a polaroid yeah <laughs> and then yeah. it's like there's just a font they just i don't even know that they exist anymore do they yeah, that's why I don't think it's if a thing. You, if you go to those record collector's shows, there's still uh, – it's a really depressing table where it's an older <laughs> guy, and he would have been the guy that like 30 years ago had the clamshell VHS copies of live concerts. Yeah. Now they're DVDs, but he's still asking like $20, $30 for these <clears throat> homemade uh, DVR, DVDRs. I mean, honestly, if I was at those things and they had like a DVD of all the old like Target punk videos – That'd you know, be cool, like, but that's not what he had. He has but, like Fleetwood Mac. I would buy live a DVD in your butthole. Like that, though. Like, yeah. Live in your butthole? Yeah. yeah. You don't remember when Fleetwood Mac played there? <laughs> that's on the Tusk tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a, I, the last, one of the last record shows I went to, I picked up this Bob Seger LP. I bet. And oh, it's uh, live in like Quebec or something like that. Yeah. Except, I don't know, he's just incredibly coked out of his mind because he comes out and he's just like, what's up Chicago? Bob Seger? Yeah. On cocaine? Uh, not on cocaine. <laughs> and like oh. nobody responds like, dude, you're not in Chicago. I love, I love when you can hear his beard scratching on the microphone. <laughs> gives me warm feelings uh my friend i don't know if i could say their name i know a guy who uh is like a paramedic and when uh his Seeger, name is ted danson <laughs> you guys know that for ted? it's cool um oh, but he's a paramedic and uh when seager came through town he had to be his he got the spot as his like personal assistant or personal like physician or i don't know what the fucking word is Personal paramedic. She was like giving him right. oxygen but, and shit. Yeah, because he said after every song, Bob would come to the side stage and was like, <gasps> "No shit." Well, shit. He's like eighty oxygen. years old. Yeah, like he's fucking Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> needs a boost. And man. then he goes back out there and works on his night moves. You know. Yeah. But uh, this film, how it came about, my understanding because it is it was hard to do research on this movie. Hogan and I were talking about that. Yes, we're outside. Um, it is hard to find much information about this movie. But uh, the, what I could gather is the director and some of the people that worked on it with him, they'd worked on, you know, like guitar tutorial tapes and stuff. And uh, they wanted to make a movie and they talked to a distributor and they're and different people told them different things. Like one person's like, oh, you got to make a horror movie because those sell. You got to make a horror movie. Then someone else is like, oh, no, you should make a comedy. <laughs> totally make a comedy. And someone else is like, just needs to be a movie with. TNA. <laughs> and then uh, someone else is like, no, you just need to do what you know. 
So they're like, do the music stuff. Yeah. So they said, we just did all that then. <laughs> yeah. Somebody so, said, just so, make uh, something with a beginning, a middle, yeah. and an end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went to the heavy metal movies book thinking that there would be something like about this in there. Yeah. No. Nothing. I mean, well, I mean, there's it's an entry. It's the synopsis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was like maybe one factoid in there, and I was like, God damn, this is gonna be difficult. Yeah, that's good. We can talk about how fun the movie is, <laughs> right? Uh, so we open up with a, a a cover of Purple Haze, made famous, of course, by Jimi Hendrix, being performed by Spastic <clears throat> Colon. It's uh, of note that Spastic is spelled more like plastique or antique, you know. Spastique. Yeah. I love the opening and Colin's with the K with all of the like B roll of Capitol Records and oh yeah and uh, what Tower Records is there too. There's also, also a marquee with Tango and Cash yes, on it. Yep, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> which is amazing. Andrew just finally got to watch that for, for the, the first, first time? time. He had put it off because he felt like he had missed it or something. Like oh, it's not going to be as funny. And then we got like ten minutes, and he's like, oh, I get it. It's really fun. <laughs> he's like. Something cool happens like every couple minutes. I'm like, yeah, that's great, man. And we just had a lot of fun with it. Like, I get it. It's fun. Like, yeah. yes. You think after it's all these years, there's been hyping up because it's so bad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, know? it's got Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone in it with like Robert Zadar. So I was going to say Zadar's in that, isn't he? Yeah. It's probably the most <clears throat> highest budget film he's ever been in, I would think. The face? Yeah. Yeah. It's very memorable. That was the first time I ever saw him, you know, as a kid. Yeah. Is that guy wearing makeup like the people Is in Dick Tracy? Really or? like that? Yeah, yeah. He should have been they in should've... Dick Tracy. Yeah, absolutely. Like even if he was like one of the guys they kill off towards the beginning or whatever. <laughs> um, we're probably gonna breeze over this because there's nobody that has like the IMD is barren for all of the people that worked on this. Oh film, yeah. Except for the special effects dude, who actually had uh, a shit ton of stuff that he worked on, like screamers. You... And uh, Blank Man? <laughs> yeah, nice. Blank Man, more like Shithead Man! <laughs> I, would, um, I mean, you go ahead, you finish it. But no, I don't know, like, several things where he was the, uh, like, lead artist and prop fabricator. What? ID4, also, Independence Day. Which My jam. you love. I don't know if you saw yeah. Cavity Colors is coming out. Uh, I, I tagged you in oh, the post. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I don't give a poop about Independence Day, but I, I know you love, love that movie. You love it so much. I remember when the sequel came out, you're like, do you want to go? Yeah. And I was like, not really. I'm sorry. Like, if I go, I'll ruin it for you. I'll just be like, yeah, so we have all the hilarious B-roll, and uh, it's a, a horrible cover of Jimi Hendrix. That we get to hear again. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that's the only reason they were able to use it is because it wasn't Jimi Hendrix. Yes. And even still, how'd they afford it? Right. And the, like, we cut to uh, Spastic Colin practicing in their space, you know, and uh, see their logo, their logo on the drum head. It's a guitar that's with a colon wrapped around it. Yeah. I think that's really funny. That is a shirt. That, like, that uh, is. I don't know how many people care about Shock'em Dead, but yeah. I would buy that shirt. If you make I, a Spastic Colin tour shirt. I would make a Shock'em Dead shirt. But you got to put that logo on there somewhere. That, yeah, yeah. Maybe a sleeve. Oh my gosh! The, the just the, the guitar, the colon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Uh, that dude's other sleeve can be the switch, the dagger, the switchblade dagger. Oh yeah, nice. They're just some green eyes. Uh, <laughs> I just love that guys. Johnny Crack wears a tube top ninety percent of the oh time. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> yeah, so, Johnny Crack. <laughs> uh, so we soon discover that this is an audition for a guitarist. Uh, and the band soon dismisses the current applicant who's just shredding and they're not happy with the shredding. And we learn the band's practicing for a big showcase and a promoter shown in, uh, some interest in the band on the account of the frontman Johnny Crack's songwriting. And uh, Johnny Crack is played by Marcus Grupa, who isn't in anything else, like most people in this movie. That's because he died. 
Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. We, we saw him get killed in the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he gets chased down. I was like, where'd you find that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep dive. <laughs> I love that dude's performance. It reminds me so much of, if you're fans of Kid in the Hall, it's like a Scott Thompson character. Yeah, totally. hundred yeah. um, percent. So the band's manager, Lindsay, who's played by Trace Lords, tells the band they only have two more people left to audition. Um, and the part of Lindsay was originally going to be played by Linda Blair. But they ended up backing out and passing at the last minute, which is probably for the better. I don't know how 1991 Linda Blair would work in a movie like this. I honestly yeah. don't know that it would have changed anything, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, neither of them are like knock it out of the park actresses. Right. They actresses. might have been able to pull a little bit more money into the budget if they had her, maybe. I mean, they still um, tried to like they, you know Tracy Lord's name is huge and she's the majority of the cover and then her pictures on the back cover twice and it's just like I don't know man that's kind of a lot of faith to be putting in Tracy Oh yeah. Yeah well I mean she is a piece of shit she forged paperwork <laughs> and then um basically screwed over a bunch of directors and people that made pornography films. So uh Yeah. You know it's not like they knew they had a 17 year old that they were trying to exploit they thought that she was legit because she had forged her paperwork and yeah. then she let them take the fall for it. When Hogan was saying that, uh, the thing is like, like she's the one that leaked the info about it too. Yeah. Oh, there's really? a lot of speculation that she leaked the info so that, or, you know, to boost her career that, and then that she would subsequently be able to, um, like maintain all of the rights from future films that she made. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is, but right. from what I was reading, there's a lot of people in that industry that suspect it. Sure. But it worked. Yeah. Well, so they passed on. So Linda Blair passed. So then the role went to the infamous Tracy Lords. And uh, there's also a lot you could get into with her before she uh, started doing Hollywood films. And if you want to know more about that, you can just check out her biography from 2003 underneath it all. I do really enjoy her in. Uh, Nod This Earth, Cry Baby, Zero and Mom. The Tommy Knockers. She is Zero Mom? She is at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, she was supposed to be Heather Locklear's role in Return of Swamp Thing, uh, which okay. is a Wynorski movie because Wynorski made the Nod This Earth remake. But then uh, she she backed out of it and they went with Heather Locklear at the end, which is that a bummer. That could have been cool. It would have been awesome. Yeah. Like, I really do enjoy in these films. Like, if she would have done a lot more of like the genre films like this in the early 90s, I think she probably would have been, I don't know. More successful in that world. She's <laughs> a she's a lipstick like laser wielding alien in the Tommyknockers. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know we talking about that. Like I, that really creeped me out when the dude's like pulling his own teeth out. Oh yeah, Jimmy Smith wigs me out. Yeah. Not, oh. not of this earth. One of those movies where in the opening credits it plays like everything that happens in the movie, isn't it? Oh, uh, they show a, they use a bunch of stock footage of other Corman movies in the opening credits for okay. Not this earth. You guys remember that show Blind Date? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the host of Blind Date is the plays opposite of her and not of this earth. Mm-hmm. I just watched that the other night and I was like, "Is that the fucking dude from Blind Date?" <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so the band's running out of options and they're desperate for a guitarist for the uh, big gig. So they ask their sound guy Jake if he knows anyone. So we cut to the Pizza Playhouse and we meet Martin. A grade A nerd licking his fingers as he dishes out cheese on a pizza. Uh, but too much cheese. A little too much, says his boss. And uh, Martin's played by Stephen Quadros, who actually did play in some bands in real life. Um, he's actually a drummer, and he played in a band called Snow with Carlos Cavasso of Quiet Riot. Fame. Oh, it's not Snow, like the in farmer. 
He is also thug number two in Hologram Man. He plays Corporal John Wesley in one episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. And he did the voiceover work in the play-by-play commentating. This is for video game folks. For UFC number three, Undisputed. Which I I do remember being a popular game the one depressing month or two that I worked at Gamers. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't Phil a good time there. Uh, I just got, got paid like seven. You left out that he's in Demon Wind. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Demon Wind and Lost Platoon and Martial Law is... with Cynthia Rothrock as suspect number one. Oh. <laughs> oh, he. Another music fact from he auditioned for Kiss for Pierre Chris's spot and Pierre Chris left. Oh wow. Gene huh. Simmons picked him out from Bring It Back to Black Roses. Uh, Carmine's like had some some tape of some like drum off or some shit. Yeah. And uh, the Steven guy was on that, and Gene Simmons saw him was like, that guy's great. And he called him, had him audition for Peter Chris's spot and Kiss when Chris left. Huh. And he, he almost had then they went with someone else. I've never seen this, Nate, but I wrote down that he was in a movie called Auntie Lee's Meat Pies with Pat Morita. That's one where I've seen the tape like randomly when I'm looking for other stuff, and I'm like, ah, is that a cannibal movie maybe? Right. It could be cool. There's definitely some David Pryor connections here because he's in Lost Platoon, which was directed by David Pryor, which is a cool movie. The premise of that is that like someone looks at all these old war photos like Civil War, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, yada, yada, yada. And there's this same platoon and they're vampires oh. that when there's a war. They can go in and feast on all what the movies. This? It's called Lost Platoon. That's they can sick. go in and feast on people and they doesn't get noticed because there's so many dead bodies. So they just add to the pile. I feel like I know. I'm adding it's to my really list good. real fast. Dude, yeah, Lost Stephon Platoon. I've not, I've not even heard that one. I've got too. it on Laserdisc, Hogan, if you want to see it the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah, this. I, scre- <laughs> I screenshot it earlier. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah, I've seen this cover a million times. I feel like I'm actually, no, no, no. I'm 100% sure that is in one of your action boxes. Because I thought... Man, I want this, but if he doesn't have it, he's he should have it. But I might have said something and then put it back. You know, it was it was that first night we were over there. I'll so. see. I still haven't unpacked all that shit. So uh, Martin's making his pizza. He's being berated by his boss Tony. It's all about consistency. Yeah, yeah. it's about the right amount of times people expect. You know, people expect yeah. eight ounces of cheese, 18 slices of pepperoni and six ounces of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I got 16 slices of pepperoni. Oh, uh, but uh, so, yeah, Tony is played by Golden Globe winner Aldo Ray. Um, and Aldo Ray is like old time, kind of like Hollywood royalty in a way. Like, I yeah. think he was he was a real star for a while. He had a lot of money. I bet everybody knew him Everyone personally. Um, <laughs> I mean, and he was in uh, the John Wayne movie, uh, Green Berets. Pill would probably know him as the voice of Solvin in Seeker of Nim. Yep. I feel like people Biohazard. Biohazard. He, he was also in Hollywood Cop, which is a great movie from the same director of Samurai Cop. Yes. And if you haven't seen it, definitely. It's it's streaming for free somewhere, I'm sure. I mean, he did he did lots of like kind of grindhouse B movie stuff. He's in Evils of the Night, he's in the glove. Mm-hmm. Um, Death Dimension. And uh and like Tarantino's a huge fan of him. Um, of course he is. Dude, I read this black exploitation book recently and yeah. every single director towards the end they're like talking Tarantino about their legacy <laughs> like yeah quentin tarantino called me and said it's his favorite movie <laughs> like everybody says that it's like yeah he got all gacked up on blow and was like i'm gonna call it's the best fucking movie Larry i've ever seen Cohen okay like the best the best fucking black exploitation we've ever fucking seen okay? i'm only gonna steal five minutes of it <laughs> um 
But uh, you can keep. If I read Tarantino. Bruce Willis's character in Pulp Fiction is completely envisioned as an Aldo Ray character. Oh, okay. And like he like had him shave his head and all that stuff because he's like, and he made him watch footage of Aldo Ray. Also, in Glorious Bastards, Brad Pitt's character's name is Aldo Rain. Oh, I never noticed that. Well, I've only seen that one once. I need to revisit. So, but here's the real fun, juicy fact about this guy. You know, here I know where I'm going with this. Yep. Aldo Ray (laughs) is the father of Eric DeRay, who's Leo fucking Johnson in Twin Peaks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Connection. This is where we live, Shelly. Okay. (laughs) Get me a beer, Shelly. I said, get me a beer. Oh, he's the... He's the, the boyfriend, boyfriend, butthead guy, the trucker guy. Yeah, that's yeah, Aldo yeah. Ray's son. It would be. <laughs> no, I don't know what that because means. Because his... Now that you say it, I can totally see it, too. Oh, like, yeah. They look a lot alike. And his... Because his mother is Johanna Ray, who was the casting director for Twin Peaks. Yeah. So she's put her son in there. Oh, man. Slide him in. So, so. that's not what I was going to say. Oh, well, I'm glad I could give you that fact, then. You what, laid on me. <laughs> what I was going to say is that after having a pretty prestigious career in 1979, for whatever reason, he decided to star in a triple X film called Sweet Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a factoid. Uh, Shock Em Dead's his last movie. Um, he made really bad real estate investments, I guess, and lost, like, basically the bulk of the money he made in his heyday. And he just was doing grindhouse and cheaper movies towards the end of his life. So he could pay his medical bills for the cancer he had. And this is his last film before he died. That's a bummer. Thanks, Greg. There is a wasp poster hanging in the practice space, which is a a fun thing to think about. Instead of cancer (laughs) at the spastic colon space. Yes. Well, it's one of those things, hey, there's not a lot of stuff to research for this movie, so it's imp- when, it's when you important. got a star, we have to unload the little bit of info we can <laughs> yeah, for these yeah. fine listeners. Yeah. So Martin and the other Pizza Playhouse staff suddenly stop what they're doing and take note of, quote-unquote, that strange voodoo lady who lives <laughs> in that creepy old house on 3rd Street. That was that was the first woe from Emily, where she's like, oh, like is, she's just a voodoo lady because she no, it's because they said voodoo black magic. And I was like, yeah, but they like if once you see what her face looks like, you'll know why they think that because <laughs> yeah. she's got it's all painted up. It's not like she's just a homeless lady that they assume is into black magic, which, by the way, her walk may be my absolute favorite Dude, thing in this movie. It should take her forever to get anywhere. Jill <laughs> called out that she was walking around like she was a voodoo character from an episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> It's like 100% true. Uh, So that's really funny. The boss tells him that black magic is a bunch of bullshit and orders (laughs) him to get back to work. Uh, And just then a member of the team shows up late because they missed the bus. So she goes into the storage room to get ready. And Martin moves his pepperoni people out of the way. Because every girl that I know, I mean, I've not known a ton, but I know a couple. (laughs) And they always take their bras off at work. At yeah. some point, you know, to get ready for work, you got to take one off, put the work bra on. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, that's, I mean, you're working with you're bazooka. working with sauces. Yeah, it could get anywhere. <laughs> got to protect those things. Uh, what an elaborate peephole, though. So, it's like, get... so there's a pepperoni or pepperoni pizza on the yeah. wall that's like a fixture. And then there's a little like tiny pizza thing, slice, pepperoni slice that he slides over. And, like, nobody else in the whole restaurant says anything. Yeah. It's, he's doing it behind the front counter. It's not like... It's incredible. Well, who put it there? Did he put it there? Did Tony put it Tony there? Tony probably put it there. Right. Hey, kid, <laughs> I'm going to let you on a secret. This is my pepperoni people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was his last movie. I mean, so they clearly get along <laughs> at some point because Tony had to, you know, tell him about the people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but I was going to say, this part, it's not window creeping, but... I, I, think think it, it I think it counts. Yeah, yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. It's a window of sorts. But yeah. there is window creeping a window. later on. Oh, yes, there is. Uh, 
on on the, on Greg's part, right? Yes. Uh, not me, but the character Greg. Uh, <laughs> or or uh, so uh, Martin's creepings interrupted as as a call comes in for him. It's Jake, uh, the sound guy at the spastic colon practice space, and he's calling to tell Martin he should come audition. And also, I him, love. Sorry to interrupt oh, you, yeah. but I love the misconception of how things work with music and bands and practice spaces. Oh and yeah, tours and all that. <laughs> oh, we'll yeah, get yeah. into that later with the tour part, but yeah, the. Sound guy at the practice space? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Go on. Uh, I mean, for all we know, Johnny Cracks just rolling in money. You know? yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's just like, he's like, this is my project. I'm paying you to be sound. You know, yeah. like. I wrote this music. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a fucking monkey could fuck with those charts, <laughs> yeah. though. Maybe you'd like it a little better like this. It's like no, it's it actually sounds terrible. Yeah, complicating songs does not make yeah. them better. Oh man, I watch this with Bickley, and she goes, "That does not sound better at all." <laughs> yeah. Contrary to like slam bands, <laughs> what they think about leads, you don't need to put them in every song. Uh, Mar- Martin tells Jake that he can't come audition right now because he's at work. Um, but Jake tells him this band is going to be the opening act on the Creeping Flesh tour, oh, shit. which immediately makes Martin like agree and say, yeah, I'll be there. So he asks his boss, Tony, if he can leave early, to which Tony tells him, if you leave, don't bother coming back. Uh, he then throws marinara on Martin and Martin and says, and he says hey, well, first he you, says, Tony. I guess you're not going to make such a good first impression. <laughs> <laughs> I like all of his voice is great. You know, like. Oh, look at that. I guess you won't be making such a great first impression. Yeah. Is that great? Well, I guess it sounds that way because he has throat cancer. (laughs) 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 Susan. Ladies and gentlemen, Susan. Susan hates cancer jokes. That's how she died. I am tired. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's dead. But Uh, yeah, I interrupt. He says, fuck you. Fuck you, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut back to the band's rehearsal space. And Lindsay, uh, the band's manager, is giving bass player Greg, who's also her boyfriend, a pep talk. And lets him know that if the showcase doesn't work out, her dad is happy to give him a job as a construction worker. And Greg's not in this because he has a dream. And that dream is to rock with spastic colon. (laughs) His dream, the way he describes his dream is more like his dream is to be famous (laughs) it's not necessarily to be good at music or to make good music or to have any integrity it's just to be known and that's the (laughs) worst reason to do anything ever (laughs) that's the stupidest fucking thing you could ever that could ever be said or done i mean have you heard spastic colon yeah like (laughs) the the least of their problems are these terrible guitar players (laughs) The, the the height of their problems is all of them (laughs) <laughs> they're all bad at oh, yeah. what they're doing. He is not a good singer. The drummer's not good. The keyboardist should just stop playing the keys. Oh, Elon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his name's Izzy. Izzy? No, his name's Elon on no. keys. It's Izzy Long. Oh. Izzy, oh, Long. Izzy Long. Got it. And then the drummer's Dustin, Dustin Clean. Dustin Clean. I saw that one. And then Johnny Crack. But then Greg's just Greg Austin. <laughs> yeah. so like, they all have these like, funny, punny names. And it's like, but he's just Greg Austin. Yeah. I don't have... My dream doesn't consist like swinging a hammer in some small town. <laughs> <laughs> he was born to rock. Yeah. At this moment, Martin shows up covered in marinara, ready to audition. And he kind of has like a vibe like um, Melvin and Toxic like a, yes. a Avenger or something. I, lo- I love how they do the classic. <clears throat> what they use is a 
th- it's like a trope in movies, really, where like the Nightmare Sisters thing. Yeah. Where it's like she, he's got glasses he's, he's on. He's kind of frumpy. He glasses snorts like, when he laughs. Yeah. And he has an overall just like he's squinting the whole time. Nerdy like, demeanor. Uh, you can see almost like a thought bubble in his head that just says like acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I like Stephen Quadros' <laughs> movie a lot too. He's one of those guys like if someone else was Angel, it wouldn't be as fun to me because like he is really the movie. Like the box hypes of like Tracy Lords of the Star. Stephen Quadros is the star of this movie. Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, he's and, just and not he in it though. Before that, they couldn't use it to sell the yeah. movie. Stephen Quadros, like, what the fuck's this guy? There was enough sensationalism around Tracy at this time. Yeah. Well, like, and I think part of the reason of that a little bit too with her is arguably she is the best actress or actor in the movie. I do really like Stephen Quadros. He, I, he I would it. say, in as far as lead roles, I but I, you know, Aldo, Aldo Ray is pretty good, great too. Yeah. Even though he's just playing himself. <laughs> so I don't know. It's hard to say. Is that acting? Like, is Charles Bronson Yeah, he was also acting, actually managing right? Pizza Playhouse at this time up? in his life, too. <laughs> yeah. When he wasn't working on movies, he was really managing He's like, yo, place. we can yeah. film at the Pizza Playhouse. Yeah, I work here all the time. Are you all array? Yeah. Can you just be in this movie? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys so, are paying for this catering, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, they start jamming and practicing, of course, right? And uh, Martin is awful. He is. It's like you'd think it's the first time he's ever played his guitar. Martin is fucking terrible. That's a good note. <laughs> Double underline. Uh, and then they stop, and Johnny Crack says, I've made better sound sitting on the pot! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to be so harsh on him, man. Uh, and the director said uh, he was in a band at one point, and a neighbor actually yelled at them when they came out of their practice space that they'd made better sound sitting on the pot. <clears throat> so that's why oh, they wrote nice. that line in the script. They're like, well, that's going in the script. So. Life dictating art. Yes. <laughs> um, and as Martin storms out, the other dudes tell Johnny that he was being a little too hard on Martin. And he says, look, I'm tired of these non-professionals. Yeah. So that's pretty good. He and says non-twice. He's like, how many non What is it? How many hours of non-practice have you had? I'm yeah. tired of these non Who fucking talks like this? Johnny fucking crap. <laughs> yeah, someone who wears tube tops and boots smack. Listen, guys. The yeah. author of one of the greatest songs we've ever... Uh, well, we haven't heard it yet, but we'll get there, though. Virgin Girl. So what's the symbol on the back of his jacket? I, was, I tried to draw I was trying it to out. I figure that out, too. It's kind of like a swastika yeah. with like a weird I half a moon. C. I think it's supposed to be like a Johnny Crack logo. Like, uh, I look at it as a C for crack. And but I couldn't find what else was going on. I thought it was like other, a C and an R. Maybe it's a C and those other lines are the crack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at it again sometime. Oh, man. So... Uh, <laughs> Call the guy with the ring in his, in his nose. nose. <laughs> Martin goes crawling back for his job at the Pizza Playhouse, and Tony's not having any fucking part of it. And Tony says, I have a job for you. The toilet's clogged. Why don't you take this straw and suck it dry? And then he palms Martin's face and shoves him out the front door, which I love. He doesn't throw him out, but he just like, you know, yeah. just, it's a really funny visual to me. It's very cartoony, which it's, is fun. It's good. Laying on the ground, jobless. The strange voodoo lady from earlier strolls up and tells Martin she can give him whatever he wants. To which Martin asks, how do you know my name? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be amazed at what I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a mix of the voodoo lady and like a little bit of Arnold in there, too. <laughs> Imagine if he would have gotten the role of the voodoo lady. <laughs> I am a voodoo priestess. <laughs> he's the he's the criminal inside the voodoo priestess outfit, like the Scooby Doo thing yes, you're talking about. They yes. rip it off, and it's Arnold. Uh, I just got away with it too. <laughs> um, 
Martin returns to his home in the trailer park and he's just poorly shredding his guitar when the landlord comes into the trailer and punches Martin in the stomach and tells him to be packed up and moved out by midnight. He says, hey, yo, shit for brains. He says he's six months behind on rent. How the fuck does he still have a place? You don't get to stay somewhere six months behind on rent. Three is usually eviction, right? Yeah. Six months behind, and then he's got like just a beer can scattered all over the place. Dude, and did you see the like the the fucking dumpster right next to his his trailer yes. or whatever? It's, it's full of pizza playhouse boxes, room yeah. with pizza boxes, which is super funny. So it's like he he's not been spent any money on food. He's just like taking it all from work. It's like it, yeah, like what are you spending your money on? That sweet guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm getting that gig. So we cut to the voodoo lady's uh, crib on Third Street. And Martin cuts a deal with the voodoo lady uh, for forfeiting his soul and giving his allegiance to the devil. He'll get whatever he wants in life. Which I love she tells him that, and then he just goes, all right. Yeah. Well, first he's like, like God? And she's like, close enough. <laughs> she's, and she asks him, you know, what do you want more than anything else in the world? And he says, I want to be the greatest rock star in the world and everything that comes with it. <laughs> So then she, yeah, she makes up the soup, and then she she gets, like, rotoscope green eyes out of her, and she stabs Martin in the heart. First, she says, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> her eyes start glowing green, and she just stabs him right in the fucking heart. And it's a hilarious shot of his shirt and, like, fog machines, obviously, in the shirt, and, like, fog, like, poof. Yeah, with a little bit of green coming. <laughs> so, I wrote, I wrote this sentence, because I was, like, writing and watching at the same time, mm -hmm. and afterwards I read it. I feel like this describes the next part perfectly. Um... She then makes some voodoo soup that transport, transports him to a foggy swamp graveyard dream world where he meets a satanic guitar virtuoso that gives him shredding ability through lightning. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I should have been on the back of the box. <laughs> that's yeah. a great synopsis. I want to talk about that guitar. The dual. I don't know what you fucking call that. I spent a while trying to research there's a specific name for that type of guitar. Wouldn't it be like a dual neck guitar? Well, because the dual neck guitars where it's, it's just one, two on one body side. with two necks. I've seen dudes playing those yeah. before, like in videos and stuff. So I don't know what you call it. So the note I have here like is... that? Uh, exactly. Like that's that. four. So the note I have here <laughs> is a, a mirrored double guitar. Not a double neck, but two guitars are joined. Ass to ass. Uh, so you're probably like this, and then... Yeah. And when he's shredding, though, when That's the red. when the demon man is shredding, uh, the two metal babes are groping his legs, and one of those two babes is uh, the director's dentist's receptionist. <laughs> Where were you finding this shit? <laughs> Deep dives, dude. <laughs> dude. Uh, but the guitarist is played by Michelangelo Batio, and I'll probably just hand this over to Nate because I see Nate brought some records that this gentleman's a part of. Yeah, so I Nate mean, what, might be once that rock star shakes it. those buxom babes off his legs, he goes <laughs> on stage as Michelangelo. But yeah, the uh, the band Nitro, from what I recall, from what I've heard about this, this is their first album from 1989 on Rampage Records, which was <laughs> distributed by Rhino, which I've never noticed before. I guess I never looked that far into it, but uh, they were kind of an assembled band where they tried to find the most outrageous vocalist, the most outrageous guitar player, the most outrageous bass player and the most outrageous drummer. I think visually the way they look, they succeeded, but <laughs> the two standouts are definitely Jim Gillette and Michelangelo. There are stories of Jim Gillette when they were first starting that he would sing such high, <laughs> 
um, notes that he would shatter the mirrors behind bars and the front <laughs> windows at bars would shatter. And I think that that was all PR, but it's still cool no, to think no, about. No, I believe it. It's it's a fun thing to think Don't about. Don't ruin the mystique. Um, and on here, he has four a four-necked guitar instead of two. Oh, daddy. And he actually... Looks like he can spin it around. <laughs> uh, I'd say it was a month or two before COVID, he performed at the Muse. And it was, from what I heard, terrible. It was basically... A, <laughs> it was a night with Michelangelo. He could have It was like $25 or something. And I, I guess went. he barely played. He mostly told stories about his life and then he would occasionally like shred a little it, it would have been un- it'd be <laughs> like going to segways yeah it'd be like going to see jake the snake <laughs> or something it's not gonna be what you want it to be but it'd be kind of fun i'd go I, now i would have 100 went and been like can you please try and sign my copy shock i'm dead yeah oh my gosh if it was tonight i'd go fuck yeah <laughs> but it, I mean, i'd go do most things now yeah. uh other tidbits really? I have about him you um, want to go yeah <laughs> somewhere <laughs> uh so uh, so you already covered the glam metal band Nitro. Uh, he had a series. Oh, of oh I didn't totally. The oh. album is called OFR, which stands for Out Fucking Rageous. <laughs> yeah. The, my my favorite song on here is Machine Gun Eddie. His prop Freight Train's really good too, but those are the two. Uh, in no, addition to being Nitro, he has a series of instructional DVDs. And uh, in 2003, he was voted as the fastest guitar shredder of all time by Guitar One magazine. Really. Really? I didn't fact. know that part. So, uh, yeah, so the babes drag Martin Ford and uh, make some places hands on the axe, and he gets electrocuted. Um, Effects uh, shit here. So there's obviously that, like, lightning bolt to rotoscope, right? Yeah. But in addition to that, they actually started the guitar on fire. So it's, like, it's, it's an optical effect, but it's also, like, a practical <laughs> effect. Right. So they, like, just put lyre fluid all over the neck of the guitar and then start it on fire on the take. And then after the fact, like, oh, we actually have money to do rotoscoping, so they put the lightning over it. <laughs> so if you watch it again, like, look at the car, you're like, oh, shit, like, the guitar neck's just on fire. Right. It's pretty fun. So Must have made a couple extras of those. Uh, That's sitting somewhere, man. I want that thing. <laughs> the ass-to-ass mirrored double-neck guitar? Yeah, it's, you know it's in someone. I've been listening to this podcast, it's just about movie props, and it makes makes me think I about... Think it's actually his. ...that stuff. It you know? probably is, or he's he sold it. At I mean, some since point he's in or, it, playing. I mean, like you know, I'm guessing whoever made it manufactured it for him to play, but oh, it yeah. might not have been. They would have made three or four, especially if they're like, "Hey, we're gonna light on fire." They're like, "Okay, well, we'll make two. It's worth knowing that this Michael Angelo uh, gentleman is every time this movie from this point forward, when uh, Martin, soon to be Angel Martin. Uh, is playing guitar. They cut to like him playing, and it's Michelangelo. And then they'll pan up to his face, and he's making those like ah! <laughs> this one. Faces like <laughs> <he's> going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you feel like you got something, Hogan? No, yeah. I was gonna ask Nate, what's the name of that podcast? Guitar God Faces. That it's called uh, the stuff dreams are made of. Oh, I was like, Guitar God Faces is a, like, I, I'll check out that <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah. How can that people analyzing different guitar faces? <laughs> yeah. And then he's making kind of a. Little sad face. This episode, we're just talking about uh, Bob Seger's that guitar one. faces. It's awesome, dude. There's one where they just, I, I haven't, the one I haven't listened to from the first season is the last episode where they just talk to their wives. Like one of the guys, before they got married, uh, had an apartment of his own and he just kept that apartment and all it is is his movie props and then they have their family place. But he has like, 
you know, Indiana Jones, like movie worn hats and stormtrooper helmet from Empire Uh, Strikes Back. It's the storm. He has the stormtrooper helmet. So I would imagine these people have a lot of money. Oh, they're like writers and directors in Hollywood. Okay. But he has the stormtrooper helmet that has a scratch on it that you can prove is the one that said these aren't the droids you're looking for. Like, how the fuck do you have that one? Right. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. I think Greg just busted a bit. <laughs> Guys, I need a I need a minute here. Yeah. <laughs> I actually heard about that on Gilbert Godfrey's amazing colossal podcast. I can't remember who they were talking to. Gilbert Godfrey has a podcast? Dude, it's so good. He's, he talks to old to Hollywood. I just listened for to for an hour and a half though. It's actually a co-hosted thing. Okay, oh, what's okay. that one called? <laughs> it's called Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I'm Gilbert Godfrey. Welcome yeah. to my podcast. He tones it down a little bit. He's not on up. Well, all like night. when he hears real voice, it's like, hi, I'm Gilbert. Yeah. Have you heard, like, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, sure. It's yeah. super funny. He still plays <laughs> it up a little, and he, he'll sing songs that are funny in his voice. Um, but uh, a good starter one I just listened to is the, the Stacey Keach episode. It's really fucking great. He digs up these old Hollywood people How that have, like, 250 G-O-D. Um, but, yeah. Double T. Yeah, it's a weird spelling. It's got fried. Got fried. Yep. yep. Uh, so after he gets electrocuted... Uh, he then w- awakes in bed with long feathered hair. It's a wig. Wearing eyeliner. <laughs> Is it a wig? <laughs> it's the number one worst wig ever. Which I believe this is the second wig he's wearing because I believe he's, the hair he has before he's Angel is also a wig. You think it so? It looks wiggy. I'm almost positive. Yeah, it looks kind of fake. <laughs> I assume that was his hair. It and looks, he's like as Nate said, wiggity, wiggity. <laughs> and when I said it's the worst wig in film history, uh, Emily's like, Worse than Samurai Cop? <laughs> I'm like, no, that's probably the worst one. <laughs> but close. <laughs> close. It's like that. It's it's wonderful, though. It just adds yeah. to this movie for me. We just watched and Nightmare. And those dudes wear wigs. Like, look oh, at yeah. It. That's like, 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 a lot of guys did wear wigs. It's like. <laughs> we just watched uh, The Dream Master and the scene where she's uh, using the nunchucks and then they cut from to her from behind. Yeah. So she has like red hair, but then it goes to <laughs> Auburn and then red. Like, it's, uh, it's so bad. Yeah. So he, he wakes up in bed, you know. With the feathered hair, eyeliner, and two lovely ladies, Michelle and Monique. Uh, The girls then go on to explain to Martin that the house and everything in it belongs to him. Everything? Everything. Everything. But he's still wearing his nerdy clothes. (laughs) Yeah, he's wearing his, like, flannel and stuff. Like, his little button-up and his jeans. And They take him to the closet. And they're like, you'll find that everything fits you. Yeah, But it's like a hundred belts. Well, this is all it is. Yeah. It's all leather. Well, he also uh, then removes Michelle's top. Oh, yeah. He gives her a big wet kiss after they say everything in the house is his. And then she's like, are you ready to see the rest of the house now? And then she shows him his closet. And she says, you'll find they're all perfectly fitting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the next like scene, they're like he's in his leather, and they're in his music room, which is just like the guest bedroom, but it has fourteen guitars yeah. in it, <laughs> and a TSOL poster, and he also has a TSOL shirt on. Oh, it's fifteen guitars if you count the mirrored ass to ass guitars too. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> it which that whole scene just makes me immediately think of Spinal Tap with the guitar sitting there. It's like no, don't even look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then he he walks out into the balcony, and there's a third girl, and they're in the hot tub, and she hollers, "You're cute. Want to join me?" This <laughs> <laughs> is maybe later. Her name's Marilyn. That's oh, Marilyn. Yes, I, she, I call her the hot tub hussy. There's so much hot tubbing in this. Anytime there's like a second, hot tub foo. there's three seconds of downtime. It's like you want to go in the hot tub. Yeah, 
come on, get in the warm water, and we'll see what goes on. Yeah, they're all M's, right? It's Michelle, Marilyn, and Monique. And Monique. Right. Monique's my favorite. Her character, she has, like, just hilarious deliveries of lines in this movie. Yeah. Um. So then they go, he walks back in the music room, he picks up a, a baby blue uh, Stratocaster, and he shreds. And then he's like, there's something we have to do. And then they they cuts to them peeling down the street in his uh, convertible Mercedes, and they're going to this Bassett Cullen practice space. Which I'd like to this think is where he's the got, red hair is at. He's got a mansion. He shreds. Why does he have to go and like fuck with everybody that did him wrong over the last like what appears to be twenty four hours? What yeah. about like just going and being a star on your own? <laughs> I yeah. wrote, I wrote. Why does Angel, with his unmatched talent, want to play with subpar musicians? <laughs> yeah, they're bad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing's weird too. Is that part of the voodoo thing is like if his if it, what he sold his soul to the devil for was to be the greatest rock star in the world and everything that comes with it. Wouldn't part of what comes with it be? Abandon a label deal already there. How do you get the mansion or, and everything? Also, not like, living in a 900 square foot townhouse. They definitely make a point to never show the front. <laughs> yes. Like all of it. They just show like the side door. It's presumably you, a you large can tell building. That, like, there's supposed yeah. to be different rooms, but they just keep like moving shit from one room to another. To they make film it in different, different ways. ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, a lot of the locations in the movie are the director's house. No. And. <laughs> Uh, the amphitheater that like they go to later, they use that for like everything. They would just use different rooms of the amphitheater. Yeah, that would make sense because there'd um, just be all sorts of storage closets. Yeah, totally. And it's funny because it reminded me we were watching Joe Bob last week and Sledgehammer, and they were talking about that how they shot that all the interior shots in like a two bedroom apartment. Yeah, that crummy hallway they keep using with the bad carpet and all stained. The only thing I can think of like John Pease's pants. <laughs> the only thing I can think is like the steps that they kept going up must have been like the steps to the second floor of the apartment complex. Yeah, right. They're, it's wrong door. They got yelled at a couple times. So when they show up the spastic colon practice space, um, they're jamming uh, their their greatest song, Virgin Girl. And they're jamming with a red haired uh, guitar player with a nose ring. Yeah. Um, who, who looks, looks like he, he's 14. It looks like he could have been in the movie The Stone Age as like one of the dudes. It's like, yeah. You know, don't like, want to fuck with Crump's brother. Like the younger brother from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he could have been like, like a young Seth Green with long hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we should maybe talk about Virgin Girl a little bit. I sung part of Virgin Girl in the Black Roses episode because it's so funny to me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what you, I mean, no, do you guys not love For, Virgin no, Girl? I, so th- three things. One, <laughs> someone put out the soundtrack, whoever should put this out, whoever has the money, the time and the resources, um, television waxwork, someone, yeah. it's, it's more of a television kind of thing. Yeah. Like Cause they up. put out a lot of ones that have like a song song and then like a score and they mix it up yeah. and I dig like night of five, the five, demons, five, five, five. Um, but so there's that. There's also, I love how he's like, I put my heart and soul into these songs. Yes. These are my songs. And like, <laughs> they're going to, you know, he's so sure that they're going to make him famous. This is Johnny Crack. And uh, <laughs> brilliant songwriter. Yeah, yeah. And then this is the song that he is so. I'm a virgin girl. A whittle I'm married. <laughs> so I'm good. a virgin girl. I don't, I don't go get down, down on my knees. knees. <laughs> and. Um, which we get to hear more than once, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah. So he's pretty sure that's going to be the one. <laughs> it's it, it it rules, Virgin. I sometimes find myself singing Virgin Girl in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what uh, part of yourself are you washing? <laughs> any? Uh, I would imagine the B side to uh, Virgin Girl. Then 
is, is going to be Harry Cherry. <laughs> Dude, Harry Cherry. That's a hilarious song title. <laughs> uh, Martin enters and the band stops. And Frontman Johnny says, can we help you? He goes, yeah. I heard you were looking for a guitar player. And the red-haired guy's like, they found one. Yeah. Me. <laughs> uh, and then Martin, who... Uh, he comes up and literally unplugs the other dude. He unplugs the dude and then kicks him in the butt and tells him to get lost. <laughs> yeah. And he proceeds to blow the band's minds with his next level shredding. <laughs> as, you know, as o- you can only do if you sold your soul to the devil with uh, voodoo magic oh, from sure. a lady who lives near town in, your, in the neighborhood, right? And yeah. this is the first time they do the, or the second time they do the awesome, like, shred face. Oh, dude, his face? hands and in reality you would do that and then just be like fuck you nerds and yeah, then leave <laughs> you don't join the band actually yeah he finishes shredding and the redhead dude just leaves like he, they cut to him just like standing there and he just turns around and like, walks super out. bummed yeah he lets himself out in shame at this point Lindsay, uh the manager asks martin what his name is and this is the first time we hear him say his new name <laughs> angel angel martin and she welcomes him to the band. Uh, and the band introduced themselves. This is where we get all their names. Dustin Clean, the drummer. It's played by Christopher Malachy, who also auditioned for Angel. I found out basically every man in this movie auditioned for Angel. And got other roles. So they're like, no, but you can be the drummer. They're like, no, but you can be the guy that announces them on stage at the show. You can be Greg. Yeah. No, you can be Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Izzy Long on the keyboard. Uh, Giant Crash hands sheet music to Angel. Who he looks then, at it for like... Yeah. Flip, 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 flip. Yeah, he goes, I'm good on practice. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm good. I mean, unless you guys need to practice, but I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so he, he picks a random song. Well, this, is where, yeah, this is where he says, I don't know who wrote these songs, but a monkey could fuck with those charts. <laughs> and Johnny's like, I wrote these songs. <laughs> he's like, all right, hot shot. Let's hear you play the introduction to Harry Cherry. And he goes, okay. Plays it straight. But you might like a little more like this. And then he's like, hey, Johnny, I got this covered. Don't worry. You'll get better. It just rules, man. And then he just invites them all to come to a part of his house. You guys remember the movie Amadeus? Yeah, there's yep. a scene just like that Amadeus where he's... is it just like that? No, no, no I mean like where, where he's like where he where someone's like sure yeah we'll play this he's like okay and he plays it and yeah. then he he's like you might like it better like this and he plays it again at the flourishes yeah okay like that's like it, it's just a scene from Amadeus right like, we'll just throw that and shock him dead yeah that makes sense <laughs> it worked good in that it won an Oscar I think. yeah it did. <laughs> So, I don't know. So, that's why I'm just so confused that this movie didn't get an Oscar, too, you know? It did in our hearts. <laughs> and minds. Uh, and that the party. So, Angel and uh, Michelle start fooling around. As soon, well, as soon as they get back to the house, Angel and Michelle start fooling around. And this is when Angel catches a glimpse of Michelle and some silver. And he sees that she's all burnt up. Because they're about to have some gross sex on a waterbed, which has to be the worst sex you could ever have. No leverage. I've done it once. No leverage. And I ha- you have to get on the side, and it's weird. Otherwise, you're just riding a weird wave. Your back's going to get thrown out. But she explains that the way that her... Hello. <laughs> they explain how her fate is, but that there's... Is it Monique has to kill somebody to yes. be able to survive. Yeah. So she kind of yeah. like breaks down. Yeah, Michelle what's was going a burn on. victim. Yeah. Marilyn was born deformed. 
Right. Which they show. And Monique uh, had terminal terminal cancer. cancer. Yeah. So their deals with the voodoo. So they, that's where we found that they're they aren't just like these women aren't just like manifestations of his deal with the voodoo devil. They're also people that made a deal with the same voodoo lady, and this is like you know their thing now is they have to serve. There's just Angel a lot of really odd and st- like very specific things that come along with selling your soul to this woman. Yeah. It's also not too realistic because he's a nerd. He would have been having sex with all three of those girls for like five days before he even thought about going to that fucking band <laughs> yeah. practice. Yeah. Where's that? <laughs> Where's that footage, guys? So, yeah, he has. I don't think he knows yet, but she, he's told that Monique... Has to kill, and he's like, yeah. "I wonder what kind of deal I got." Yeah. And when they come out there, <laughs> she's like, "Cause that's they, that was their catch. Yeah, <laughs> really their catch. They look deformed. <laughs> yeah, that's their catch. They look deformed if they look in silver specifically. Yeah, yeah. only silver. It's yeah. like that's not that bad. Why can't I? I should. Can I rehash my deal? Yeah. But then Monique's like, "Yeah, uh, she, however, can see her reflection is fine." But she has to murder people and suck their souls Which, out. Which, by the way, there's a fucking abundance of silver laying around in this yeah, movie. everything's silver. <laughs> and then when they come out, they didn't actually have sex, I don't believe, which is unrealistic. I think he still would have done it anyway. He got so turned off by her disgusting yeah. burnt face he saw on his belt buckle reflection. Like, Yo, let's go to the kitchen and get some aquiches. Where yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they bust out the joke because she's a burn victim. They say, like, yeah, she really burns up the sheets, huh? <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, shut up, guys. Uh, Angel takes a bite out of, like, some chicken. Like, they're, like, hors d'oeuvres that the girls are going to ready for the party. It's, like, has a little toothpick in it. And yeah. he's, like, chews it up. And then, oh, like, throws yeah. up, like, green sludge. Yeah. <laughs> These finger foods are sour. <laughs> and uh, it turns out he's Sorry, just, like, Sorry, I'm opening this bag of chips and making really loud noises. Oh. No soul, no food. <laughs> Can you eat those still, Hogan, without throwing up? You haven't sold your soul yet, right? Nope. Oh, no. The crunching. The band Sorry. then shows up to his metal mansion condo. Oh, well, hold on, though. But first they say, Monique uh, gives, gives them the letter real fast. She says, I'm afraid you're going to have to change your eating habits, and food isn't on the yeah, menu. Food isn't on. <laughs> That's right. That's in the trailer, That's too. one of my first favorite Monique lines. I love all her lines. Her delivery is just so... It's like, yeah. like so monotone. It's just really funny to me. Yeah, the band shows up with a few friends, and then cut to, there's like 35 people in his place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they brought everybody they've ever met in their lives. Hey, this dude just showed up and like shredded, like I've never seen anyone shred before, and said he's in our band now, and we're all going to go to his house and party, you want to come? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Angel starts flirting with Lindsay, only to find out that she's engaged to Greg. And then the voodoo lady shows up to have a talk with Angel. Well, he does the whole lame, like, well, we live on opposite sides of town. He's like, oh, yeah. well, if I was engaged to a girl like you... I wouldn't want you living on the other side of the town. Already displaying the idea that he believes that women are property to be owned and possessed, which is fucked up. Yeah. Like, we already don't like him, but this is kind of like where he starts really sucking. He goes from just being a, like, because at first you're like, oh, he's a pathetic nerd and he's getting bullied and now he's going to be this rock star. And it's like, well, now he's just an asshole. (laughs) Like, you know, like, oh, before he was just a fucking goon. Now he's an asshole. Well, and then his friends, when, when the voodoo lady shows up, the first thing someone says when they're like, who's that? He goes, maybe she's the maid. Oh. Yeah. And uh, that was like a wah, uh, wah, wah, wah. It's weird, though, later, though, because then it seems like. 
You're not kidding, Susan. It seems like everybody in fucking Los Angeles knows who this woman is, though, because then they're like, oh, no, it's that old voodoo lady from down the road. <laughs> well, funny here yeah. is there's a discrepancy to where they say she lives earlier. So uh, when they come in, they go upstairs, and Lindsay asks Greg and another guy who, who she was, and they say she's the old bag lady who lives on Elm Street. But earlier, she lived on 3rd Street. Hmm, maybe it's 3rd yeah, and Elm. 3rd and Elm. Yeah, but it's still, an intersection. Still, though, Elm Street's like way cooler. Like, of course, you'd say. Depending Elm on what direction you're coming from, it'd probably knows? be the other half of the condo that they live in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I would think. So upstairs, Angel and the Voodoo Lady have a chat. She makes sure he understands what he has to do to survive, uh, and then she hands over the knife that he has to use to kill. She I gives guess him a sick that... box full of knives. Oh yeah, there's like four. He in has there. to pick one out, and because yeah. uh, he has to use that knife. Or he can't get their soul or something. Uh, he then asks if there's a way he can add Lindsay, quote unquote, to the family. Yeah, yeah. like you know, you need some extra ranch. And I love that she's like, she's like, what the fuck, dude? These yeah. girls in this mansion's not enough. Yeah, I just gave you everything. <laughs> you just <laughs> like, met a girl today because he didn't even meet her at the first practice because yeah. she wasn't in the room. He literally met her that day and he wants to like take her life forever. <laughs> like what a pile of crap this guy. But is. she says the only way he can do it is. You must use your gift to entrance yourself, then spill her blood in the water and baptize her with this. And she hands him a little vial of something, um, which uh, every time I've ever watched this movie after seeing it the first time, I don't understand what the snake later in the movie has to do with it. Because she doesn't mention the snake when she tells him what he has to do. But the snake's a very specific part of the ritual. Like he's the rest carrying of the movie. it around. It symbolizes yeah. his penis, Greg. Because he puts yeah. it in the hot tub and he puts it in the kiddie pool at the end. But yeah. she never says anything about snake and she tells him what to do. Maybe it's his familiar. Oh. <laughs> um, she leaves and Greg asks uh, Angel, what was she doing here? And he's like... She's my spiritual advisor. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I believe that, though. You know Brett Michaels has some spiritual advisor exactly like that. Yeah, totally. Does Vince <laughs> yeah. Neil have one? For no, sure. he needs one. <laughs> After that, that ludicrous display. Yeah. <laughs> he needs someone that just yells in his face every time he wants to eat chicken wings. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's been a long time. My voice is shot. As the backing tracks are still just playing the yeah. vocal <laughs> I'm sure everyone saw that Motley Crue video. That actually happened in the state that we live in. We're in Des Moines, Iowa. That was in Boone. And uh, man. I had a friend that was there. Oh shit! Yeah, Whoops. he said it was pretty bad. Have you yeah. ever seen the Vince Neil like? Because he was on Cameo and now he's not on there anymore. But he was charging four hundred dollars for his cameos. Yeah, Jesus! If you've not watched him, just go on YouTube and look up Vince Neil cameos because they're all. I've awful. only seen one, dude. But it's like you can see the reflection in his sunglasses of his phone, and he still can't read people's names. He's like, "Oh, hey, uh, I can read the in, in your glasses." Um, <laughs> this is uh, what's up, uh, Hogan. Uh, happy birthday! This is. Vince Neil, um, <laughs> and this is from <laughs> this is from uh, Monique, Monique, <laughs> and uh, just uh, have a rocking birthday, brother. We'll see you next time. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like that was four hundred dollars. I hope like at the end you just hear him go like fuck, and oh. the work cuts off. This is a, a fun thing. On is it? It's either cameo or one of those gilbert gottfried is the number one guy that's, the, that's like a majority of his income have you ever watched him and joe it. bob like duking it out i've seen them joke around with each other like where they're like they're fighting because they're competitors because like up all night was on yeah like hey do you get that bad taste poster framed yet yeah i got that yes well, i just got it in the mail yesterday awesome Did you get framed up 
Mm-mm, not yet. Yeah, it's a lovely one. Uh, it's surprisingly in really, really good shape. Yeah. It looked good in the pictures. Where's the... Uh... Voodoo lady crashes the party. Maybe she's oh, the maid. She knife. Yes. So uh, he tells Mr. Fletcher and right. she leaves. So so after uh, she leaves, the rest <laughs> of the gang wants pizza. And Martin says... I know the perfect or place. Angel Martin says he knows the perfect place. Uh, then, uh, So they head off to go get pizza. And meanwhile, in the hot tub, the drummer Dustin is uh, partying with Marilyn. And he sees her reflection of her deformed face in the silver champagne ice bucket. Yeah. And he goes, I am definitely fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and we cut to the pizza playhouse, uh, which has one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. Which, like, the the exterior looks more like a burger joint. Like, Oh, yeah. It looks like the burger joint in Boys in the Hood where they gun everybody down, <laughs> like, minus the bars on the window. But it's just like it's sort of like you walk up and you order your food in a little uh, little window. You know, yeah, he walks up to the window and it's one of my favorite lines here. I'm like, can I help you? He's like, I want to order a fucking pizza! And he just <laughs> yells it. It's so funny. Yeah. Because it just goes to 11. Like, why is he delivering the line like this? And he it's just also Martin's like doppelganger. Like, they yeah. just hired yeah, another yeah. Martin. They're <laughs> yelling at your past self. <laughs> And so then he, he berates the staff and he tells them, he, you know, he wants to make the pizza himself and he lets himself in. And he throws cheese at one person's face. He dunks another person in a bucket of marinara. Yeah. Um, and that's when he says, I ordered a pizza the other day and there were 16 pepperonis <laughs> on it instead of 18. Well, yeah. And he's fucking with the whole staff and really thinks he should just be fucking with Tony. Yeah. Because like, he's like, dude, you were just checking on this girl's boobs earlier. Yeah. yeah. You guys were <laughs> friends pretty much. Yeah. To Nate's point, this is where he we realize for the third time what a huge piece of shit he is. And this yeah, is a, a really definitely. funny moment. Um, uh, when so Tony, you know, Alder Ray, he's thrown the trash out. And what's great is he walks back to the, he's walking to the pizza place holding the trash bag. It's not like you see him throwing the trash away and then he hears noise and goes back. He's just walking up to the pizza place carrying a <laughs> bag <laughs> of trash. Yeah. Um, but I like he looks in the window and sees that angel in here fucking with them. And then just what's laying right next to the window is just a shotgun. Because that's most pizza places do that, right? They got cheese, toppings, pump shotgun. Pump I mean, closing, <laughs> it's closing time. You got to get the gun out. Just but I like case. that he's looking in the window and that it's just that carelessly out that anyone could just <laughs> stick their hand in the window and grab the shotgun. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so an angel stabs his dagger into two pizzas and leaves. Because pizza places just have random pizzas sitting out. Right. For when people want them. <laughs> And then he gets into a scuffle with Aldo Ray there. Well, that's 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 later on because he takes the pizza back to the house, which is, the movie has weird end like that. He takes the pizza to the house, and uh, and then the party. That's right. Then he goes is, back. Yeah. And then, then the party's back. over. It's like a weird cut. It's like they, they show don't him, like, need to do that. They show him the house and he's like, "Good pizza. You want some?" He's like, "Nope. I'll eat some later." And then it cuts I back to the pizza I noticed several place, times like, in the fucking movie where it's like, it's supposed to be long periods of time have elapsed. Yeah. But like for us, yeah. it's just a matter of seconds. <laughs> yeah. Where it's, it's like, like we lost, didn't get to see the party. Yeah. There it's could like, have what? been like a fun little pizza eating contest. They yeah. Butt chug some beers. Mm-hmm. They could have done anything with that time. But that's There's one thing horror movies do need more of, and I will, I'll fight this fight until the day I die. More butt chugging. Yeah. Absolutely. We need to normalize <laughs> it. Yeah. It's normal. Um, I mean, it's the new normal. You don't have to drink as much then either. COVID's going away, but chugging's coming in. 
COVID's <laughs> gone away. Butt chugging's here to stay. All aboard. <laughs> That's the back of the shirt. <laughs> this isn't in the movie, is it? <laughs> it's the new media group thinks every shirt has a quote that's not from the movie on the back yeah. <laughs> it's a made and, up quote Andrew and I and Nick we joke about that a lot like printing shirts and then like don't have it say that there's anything on the back but then like throw something really offensive on the back like fuck you bud or whatever and then when people are all mad just be like I hooked you up free back print they go back to the pizza playhouse after the party's over and uh he gets in a scuffle with Tony, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's, again, bringing the trash in, which is weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that but the funny He's thing just, is... I forgot what I'm doing with the trash. He's just walking around the parking lot with the trash bag for hours. Because um, that's how long the party was, apparently. And he has no chance. Like, if, if it was just Angel Martin versus Tony... Tony would have just beaten him to death and then shot him with the shotgun, and that'd be oh, the yeah. end of our movie. He's getting ready to do it, and then Monique shows yeah. up to save Angel's ass, and she comments, you should never go out when you're this weak. Yeah, and he doesn't <laughs> thank her. He does nothing to help her at any point. All he does is shit on the girls that live at the house, which have to be the first girls that have ever technically kind of been girlfriend material. Yeah, have given him the time of day. Yeah, nobody ever gave that dude the time of day. So that's his first kill. That's the first time he's actually had to kill somebody to refresh his. Oh, which we being. should describe this cool kill because, like, you get more of that great rotoscoping. When he stabs him to death with the dagger. There's like something that's rotoscope green stuff that's rotoscope. Like, <laughs> roto, rotoscope. That's another one for the. That's another one for back of a shirt. Yeah. I would make a sticker that says rotoscope. <laughs> Is that like a robotic scrotum? Why would a robot need a scrotum? It's just like how you can get dogs fake testicles because nudicles. Yeah, that like so they have like confidence. You know. Yes. Because dogs need that or something. I often think Artie would be a, a better dog if we have given him nudicles. Never too late. <laughs> bringing my 10 year old dog to get fake nuts yeah like, i think he's over it yeah so like he stabs with all that green stuff glows and comes out of their body it's rotoscoped in and and like they don't really like suck it out it seems like we're supposed to see him doing like something vampiric but it seems like they all just like lay on top of the body yeah, and yeah. like mm, that's better it just like enters them like, huh? i think it's supposed to exit <laughs> for it just like a moment because later when monique does it and does the whole like i don't want it to go to waste thing it feels like if she wouldn't have been there in that moment, she couldn't have taken. Right, but that does energy. she have to lay on the body every yeah, time? That's what I'm saying. It's like he does too, so it makes you think. Okay, so then they go to the venue. Oh no! The next, yeah, the next day, Angel wakes up in bed with all three gals, and he's like, "Oh, we have to be at the showcase in an hour." And it's like <laughs> 9 p.m. <laughs> so they were partying. That he was making up for that five day sex romp. You're saying you thought he needed. Well, I mean, if he can't. He, he had can't a, drink all, either, right? We'll soon find out. He doesn't get up till four. Well, so. they were just. I like to sleep till four p.m. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, if you can't eat food or consume calories and stuff, like then you can't drink either. What the fuck were you doing all night? How can you Bony. be a? How can you be a rock star and all the just things that come with it? If you can't get drunk, tiddlywinks. I don't know. Uh, so they got the showcase. Lindsay and Greg are talking to uh, the promoter, Jimmy Wolf, who my note I made on Jimmy Wolf uh, is that he looks like a weird greaseball used car salesman version of Corey Feldman. Dude, I had to look and see because I was pretty sure he was uh, Corey Feldman. <laughs> 
Corey something. No, I thought he was one of the, the fucking uh, neighbors from Laverne and Shirley. Oh, is that the guy that, like, then when Angel Martin comes in and he goes, I haven't seen this much tuna since the fishing trip I went yes, on last yes. year. But he's, yes. he's like yeah, a yeah. greaseball Corey Feldman. Yeah, totally. He's like bursting. He's got mozzarella cheese shooting out of his pores. <laughs> and he tells, he tells him that as far as I'm concerned, if you guys have a good guitarist, you got the gig. <laughs> uh, opening for Creeping Flesh on tour. Yeah. Which is a great band name, Creeping Flesh. Yeah. Like, that is a good band name. I've, I've got a movie called that, and I have not put it in yet. And backstage, uh, Johnny Crack is shooting up before the big gig. <laughs> Who would have thought a genius musician that wrote such great songs as Harry Cherry, Virgin Girl, I'm in Love with the Slut, uh, fucking would have to use drugs to achieve that. Yeah. Also, really like, I don't, I don't know anything about heroin. I've never <laughs> rode the lightning before. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know, like, is heroin typically the drug of choice to do right before you go on stage? I don't, and do high kicks and stuff? I think yeah. so. <laughs> um, I feel like... You've got like a 50-50 chance of going to sleep, don't yeah. you? I think you want some uppers. You yeah. Know? I mean, I guess if you do it all the time, you would know what does what. And all, but I don't know. I've never done it either. It's uh, I've never met anyone cool that does heroin. I've never <laughs> seen anyone that does heroin and thought they look cool. I've always thought that it was just a complete, like, it's a scene killer. It's a cool person killer and shitty person killer. But, yeah, fuck heroin. Um, did you guys see his knee pads, by the way? Johnny yeah. Crack wants to make sure he's He does sure get down safe. on his knees. Dude. Oh, yeah. So he's shooting up. And, uh, In Jimmy... all red spandex. Yes. And Jimmy tells the band uh, that there's some pretty important record execs in the audience. And then an announcer comes out to introduce the band. And the announcer's played by Tyler Bowe, who also auditioned for Angel but didn't get it. And this is his first thing he ever did. He got a SAG card to do it. And he ended up being a reoccurring role on Murphy Brown for eight years years uh any credits to me for making it all possible didn't we watch something else recently where someone was on murphy brown i think no. murphy brown's come up on this before. i talked about murphy brown a few episodes ago but why why that why we go down that role i have no idea oh because i think we were talking about jake and the fat man yeah yeah <laughs> there's some connective tissue there but anyway, so I th- which I th- by the way angel was in jack jake and the fat man <laughs> nice no shit but yeah so so the announcers like He's shredding on a BC Rich, I noticed. They showed the headstock yes. in like full. They're like jamming. Up. And this is an important plot point here. They showed Johnny running out to the stage. And he stops real fast and sets his drug bag on top of some speakers. And then he and reaches into a kiddie pool and pulls out an ice cold can of Coca-Cola and pops it. And yeah. Just slams a Coca Cola after doing heroin, then runs out. <laughs> yeah. That's what kept them awake. That's the move. Yeah, you got to shoot the heroin, then slam a Coke, and then you're totally ready to do high kicks on stage when you play Virgin Girl. Yeah, and, and the, ki- th- the kiddie pool is a reoccurring character. And the kiddie pool will be back in the third act, and the drug kit, which I thought was really strange because if you fucking blink and miss that later on, you're gonna be like, "Where the fuck did that thing come from? Yeah, yeah. Why does this guy have this thing for his food pace?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so the, of course the band has to open their set with Virgin Girl, and the audience is just like kind of into it and then the song gets the angel solo and the audience freaks out because like whoa this guy can fucking shred yeah and then uh johnny kind of notices it and he's you can tell johnny's a little insecure like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. they're loving angel penis and he tries to get back to his mic <laughs> and angel's like Yo. psych trips johnny's ass good thing he has those knee pads on yeah, yeah. and then he fucking <laughs> kicks him off the stage and he just takes over and sings and uh and he I mean, is better he's better he's not good but he's better it goes from like I went till I'm married. To be like, I wait till I'm married. You know, yeah, like it's a little more aggressive. It's gnarlier. 
Virgin girls are overrated. But I mean, for all his failures, Johnny Crack does have some killer stage moves. Dude, I was Dude, I, mean, I wrote he was channeling his inner Freddie Mercury. Yeah, it's like a Freddie Mercury um David Lee Roth. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Well, he says, he's even got like fuzzy ankle. Like uh, <laughs> when he says because he's doing all the gestures for like the lyrics, he's like, he's like Strong legs. He's like the Rockettes. It's yeah. so funny. And then she said to me, I like, like that song. A I lot. thought it was strange too. I was like, if, as if this this part weren't exciting enough, then for whatever reason, oh, when the song concludes, <laughs> Angel just vomits all over some yeah. girl yeah. in the front row. Ah! It, yeah, he, he projects out like exorcist pea soup vomit all over it, and they cut to the execs and the Corey Feldman. Did guy. he just puke on them? He's like, it was great. <laughs> They're funny. into it. Oh, uh, everyone thinks every fucked up thing this guy does is actually goes, on purpose. Yeah, he, he's like. Did he just throw up? <laughs> Artie, that's my Ghostbusters elbow pad. When we were watching this part last night, Bickley noticed. She's like, why does nobody look like they're in the same fucking band? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like the back of King Diamond's Abigail. Yeah. There's like the sexy pirate. There's King Diamond. Then like a guy that just looks regular. <laughs> then like, yeah, it's funny. And then we cut the Johnny crack who's storming out of the venue. And I love when he's storming out. He goes. He is definitely out of the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then on stage, Angel has his ass-ass double mirror guitar, and he's just giving it to the audience. Yeah, and they're going now. They're going nuts. And, uh, and then they cut back to Johnny's trying to get to his car. He gets to his car, and he realizes he left his keys in the venue. Yeah. And then we cut back to the venue. And it's the end of the song. It just ends with Angel going, "I'm in love with a slut." Song, yeah, which is really funny. Which is definitely the best part of "I'm in love with a slut." Oh my! I mean, I just assume that they don't. We don't. I don't know the name of that song. I assume that's the name. That of the song. is. It's in the credits as "I'm in love with a slut." Really? Yeah, it's actually written by the director. Oh man! Oh, yeah, I know he wrote "Virgin Girl." Yeah, he wrote all those, including the rap song that's playing when I they wrote go the in there. That out, that really? Because I was listening that. to it. I thought it was Blowfly for some reason. No, it's them. It's it's called a uh, gang. It's called like gangster. Oh, fuck, I should have wrote it down. They're called Mother's Boys is the name of the group or whatever. Yeah. But uh, Johnny's going back to the venue, and the security guard stops him, and he's like, oh, where do you think you're going? He's like, I'm the singer in the band. I was just running out to the car when I realized I left my keys and my wallet on the stage. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah? Well, who's that then? He's like, you can, my fucking guitarist! Because you can clearly hear him singing. But it's also like, why would you ever buy that from anyone? Like, yeah, right, yeah. get the fuck I mean, out of here. he's dressed like... But you'd still be like, know, why would you somebody? leave the venue yeah. to get your to get, to go to your car if you're in the middle of, you know... Yeah. It's just so funny. So they like, get lost and they get in a scuffle. And then Johnny goes back to his car and he just sits on the hood of it all bummed out. It's like, you know. And then that they bust into Purple Haze, so we get to hear that again. Well, that's why he's like, there, that, there he's supposed to be playing that <laughs> yeah. song! Why is he so upset that they're playing a song that's not even his when he's not there? That He should be like, okay, well, at least they're not playing my song. <laughs> um, and when the band finishes their set, uh, they're going back to celebrate how awesome they were, which and no and one gives a fuck that they just, like did that to Johnny. They're all like, "Yeah, it's fucking sweet. We tore it up." 
I have to give Emily credit for this. She's like, why does it look like a four-year-old's birthday party? <laughs> it was just like, there's balloons and there's little crumpled up paper around the table and little snack plates yeah. and pre-poured glasses of juice. Uh, the, <laughs> you know? the cake has the Spastic Colon logo on it, the guitar with the oh, colon nice. wrapped around it. Like, what if it didn't go well? Oh, I know. <laughs> but it's so funny that the, like, the band is just immediately bought into like, presumably they're friends with Johnny, unless they're all hired guns by Johnny, just like, angel is but i just love that no one even's like whoa like so what are we gonna do about johnny here yeah they're just they're stoked like, that hey, it went well fucking ruled angel you tore it up and angel's like yeah it's cool i'm gonna go outside and get some air um yeah. he goes he, up, he has the post gig munchies which is a thing like it's uh, when you get done playing it's like you just want to slice you just want to suck some souls out some groupies yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but angel's really weak and he finds himself a groupie and they go back to her car and in the car they start making out and she asks angel hey wh- where are we gonna go so, so where are says, we going? Yeah, he says, you're going to heaven, and I'm going to hell. <laughs> he says, well, my dear, <laughs> you're going to heaven, and I'm going to hell. That's a great line. Yeah. There's a lot of really funny lines in this. And this is around the point Johnny spots him. So he picks up a huge stick and starts yeah. walking the car to confront Angel. Hey, mister. And at this point, Angel, like, you know, of course fucking stabs this girl after she waits till she gets her um breasts out though then he stabs her also she doesn't i got two things to say about this <laughs> so first of all she doesn't even really seem interested she wanted to go somewhere and do something and live the life a little bit and he just wants to bang her in the car she's not down that should have been the end of that at the very least also, she's very uncomfortable is there something in the rules that he can't have sex with him first <laughs> couldn't he have sex with him <laughs> like no <laughs> It's yeah, weird because as a character, he clearly hasn't had sex with anybody before. Yeah, ever. You know? So it seems like he'd be really into it. Yeah, everything that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of what he wanted. Yeah. Um, you don't want to do it after. But Why like, do you he, keep finding Tonys and killing them? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The people that actually wronged <laughs> we need you. More ve- the... We need more veteran Hollywood actors that work with John Wayne for him to kill. Not yeah. the fans Why that are, are going to support these your band. Good looking ladies. But right when he kills her is the moment then that Johnny shows up, which is this moment's really funny because he's like opens door, he's like, all right, asshole. And he has yeah. fucking turns around Bruce and he's like, Bruce eyes. In the hall. Yeah, I, <laughs> even, <laughs> green eyes. I even drew little eyes. It's so, <laughs> but the They're wig green, but... even looks kind of like the wig Lou's wearing in the Hulk, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, right. But Johnny scream here is legendary. Johnny is a scream queen as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. Man. Eek is but my he's, <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes running off into the night, and then like we get this chase sequence. Awesome. <laughs> <Kinda> like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's never ran in his life. Ugh. Oh man, the heroin's not helping any either. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, of course, Angel pursues him, uh, and it's a like, fun little chase sequence. We see him like in some creepy back, like hallways and tunnels. Yeah, in going the down some stairs a little. Um, <laughs> whoa, sorry about that. Uh, the, the the bummer here though is we don't get to see the kill. Yeah. Um and we just hear another awesome scream. Yeah. yeah. Ah! You know, but it's great because like, he gets out there and Angel's just like and like, kind of jumps out of nowhere. Um but it's a bummer we don't see the kill. And that's something in this movie uh I notice as it goes on. Um there's another scene like this a little later where you don't really see the payoff. And uh so apparently the effects crew wouldn't show up. So like like you're saying like like they got these credits for these effects, 
these are people that didn't that were hired working with didn't come in. So I presumably because they weren't paying them or something weird happened. But there's multiple things in this movie where they're supposed to have effect shots or kills and the crew just won't show up. So like, well, we just didn't shoot it then. I mean, the only ones I can really think of is when they show her face twice. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's not, or like, that, and like when those you see are, her dagger in the chest and the thing, right? Like, and oh. those are like, you know, when I got here, we were talking about um, uh, black roses and how the the effects yeah. are completely different. Yeah, that in both of those reflections, they look like they've been done by two completely different people. Well, they're different people. Though, one too. looked decent. Yeah. No. Oh, because they were the same person. Because she was the one that got burnt. So one yes. was like. The one that he saw where they were like in bed together was really good, and then the one where they were in the hot tub, it looked like somebody just put like pudding all over her face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, so it's I don't know. That's if if I was gonna have a gripe with the movie, that's the one thing I feel like this movie is missing is like some some you know Effects. some gore some some like because like I, I mean, it's so much fun. Um, it doesn't ruin the movie for me, but it is one of those things like it would just go to the next level. Like if right there you had a crazy kill where he like rips off Johnny's head or something, like, whoa, you know, like just, even when they find the body, we don't see him find the body. We don't see him like, they say it's under a car. He's just missing. Yeah. They don't, they they could have shown him like get dragged out from under the car. Greg says what? He's like, Greg, he's whatever. Johnny died last night or something, doesn't he? So, so I was going to mention that because I don't know if, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, so then Angel walks back inside after getting some fresh air, and immediately some label executives start kissing his ass, and he tells him he wants to shop around a bit, and Lindsay thinks he's insane. Um, which, that record executive is Troy Donahue. Oh, yeah. Um, who is sort of like uh, low-budget action royalty. He's in Low Blow, um, which is fucking awesome, Fight to Win, Cyclone, Hollywood Cop, Deadly Prey, Hard Rock Nightmare, um, which, if you haven't seen Hard Rock Nightmare, it's one of the harder to find um, rock and roll slash heavy metal horror movies. It's great. Um, Assault of the, the Party one, Nerds. Hard Rock Nightmare, the one that's also directed by the same guy who did Black Roses? Because didn't he do two heavy metal horror I movies? I don't know for sure. Or I might be wrong. I, oh, fuck. Um, there's Assault of the Party Nerds, which is sort of like a Revenge of the Nerds ripoff starring Linnea Quigley. Oh. Um, Dr. Alien, Crybaby, obviously everyone knows that. Omega Cop. One of my favorite titles of a movie ever, Nudity Required. Um, Double Trouble with the Barbarian Brothers, which is fucking great. And a movie called Showdown, which is an AIP flick, which is David Pryor's movie company. And there's that connection with Lost Platoon. This guy is also in um, Deadly Prey. Tony Shirley is in something that (laughs) David Pryor had something to do with, too. And yeah, yeah, check out all those movies. (laughs) They're all good. Are you guys going to want pizza? I ate right before I left the house. So no pizza for you tonight? No, I'll eat some pizza. I'm just going to order it real fast then. I was looking up. What 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 was the question we were saying? Did he also direct what? I was asking if... Look at Park Nightmare. Look at Park Nightmare and see if the director Not to be confused with Hard Rock Zombies. That might be the one he did. But I, I remember when we did Black Rose, I mentioned like, oh yeah, that guy also did this other metal horror movie. And we're like, whoa. John, what's his name? John. Rock and Roll Nightmare is the one the Black Roses guy did, I think. Yeah. No, this guy did. uh, He was the producer. Gotcha. Director on one. Let's see. Okay, that's his director. The guy that did Hard Rock Nightmare also did that Evil Laugh movie. Cool. Pizza has been ordered. What was the movie last night, by the way? Uh, Day of the Beast and Evil Speak. It was awesome. 
I'm so happy. I'm so glad that you watched Day of the Beast, Nate. It's so good. Like yeah, if it, you would have said there's a scene in a death metal record store <laughs> and there's a guy that air drums like Andrew Smeltzer in the background, I would have been like, yes, we're watching it right now. Back, when when well, Andrew starts you. partying and he starts air drumming. Right, dude, shows there's in the one background. right now. Buy it now. 25 bucks on eBay. I just saw it, so I don't need to see it for no. a while. It's good. I mean, it's one of the better horror movies of the 90s, I feel like. I'm like, like, I don't know, like half the 90s is kind of a like really bummer time for horror. I mean, all that happens in the opening credits alone. I mean, it's just <sighs> like he's just like guys in a, a death defying car wreck. And he's just like, I hope you rot in hell. This fucking here. <laughs> and he swipes his wallet and shit. It's fucking great. I think it does the horror comedy thing really, really well. Yeah. Like, that's one we should do someday. Maybe You're making me want to rewatch it. Now. I just said I wasn't going to watch it for a while, but get the tape while you can. Yeah. With the dub. Uh, uh, I got to go to VHS fest, man. Maybe I'll find it there. I know that's the that's the thing I like, I, I'm excited to go to that. Hogan, are you gonna go with that? You can get taken go with us or no? Yeah, when is that? Next month. Yeah, July. We got tickets. We're July going. 9th I and it was 10th. August. Uh, July. We got I tickets. Thought it was We're the going. end of July, and I, we just figured out it's not. So we're gonna buy our plane tickets this week, but we're gonna get tickets. If you want to go with us, you should go. We're gonna fly into Philly and then rent a car and then drive to the drive-in and sleep at the drive-in for two days. So be prepared to be uncomfortable for two days. Wow. Oh. I can sleep anywhere. Me too. So smell like armpits and buttholes. Yeah. I'll be deodoring the fuck out of myself. If I can't shower, I'll be like mad deodoring. Like, I don't think that's not the right verbiage, but you know what I'm talking about. Deodorizing. 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 You'll be I, deodorizing. I'm going to keep calling deodorizing. Yeah, deodorizing. <laughs> I'll be natural. Well, I mean, like, well, well my thing is, like, if I'm not showering. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess it depends on how hot it is. I assume we're going to just camp in the car. Should we bring a tent? You should definitely bring a sleeping bag. Yeah, I'm definitely bringing a sleeping bag. Uh, I don't know. A tent would be a good idea. Oh. No, here's what we do. To... We get the cheapest tent we can find. We do this like uh, buy... Lollapalooza 93 style. We're going to ship it And to you just store? fucking leave it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you like burn it in a parking lot somewhere. Yeah, fuck yeah. Are you, are you going to go with us though? I'll go. Okay. You doing it? Yeah. When Fuck is it? yeah! Is July 9th and 10th. Fright Zone road trip or yeah, flight going. trip. Flight trip. We're probably going to leave Thursday the 8th is what it looks like. So we could get a hotel room on the 8th so we can freshen up before we actually go. I don't really care. I don't either. So yeah. we would come back Sunday. We're coming back Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, so if anyone's at VHS Fest, try to find uh, your friends the Fright Zone We'll be in a stinky car, <laughs> maybe with a tent. <laughs> okay, let's get back into this fucking movie. Yeah, we. we, we I like this a, movie, but we keep yeah. talking. But it's okay. It's fun. Hulk guys. Uh, where are we? So he like comes. So I'm then angry. they go to talk about their record deal. Oh no! Not Wait, yet. No. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about the record execs. So, <laughs> what happens right after the record execs? Um. Because they're kissing his ass, he wants to think about Lindsay says they're insane. And then they make the deal like, well, no, we're going to have a meeting, you know, like, let's have a meeting. He's like, fine, yeah, but I'll be there at 4 p.m. because I like to sleep in. And then at this point, Greg leaves with a groupie, which makes Lindsay upset and gives Angel the perfect opportunity to invite Lindsay over to his pad. So they leave to go back yeah, to his place. Yeah, he leaves with her right in front of her. Yeah. So then Angel and uh, Lindsay leave. And then this is, we get that fun moment the record execs are really talking. And have, they're talking about they need to sign him because they haven't seen anyone like him since what's his name bit that bat's head off yeah which happened here in des moines iowa 
Yeah, for our listeners at Vets Auditorium. Ozzy Osbourne bit half the bat here in Des Moines, Iowa. And they, there's just yeah, there's a whole like, who's that guy again? Yeah, I oh, don't know. God, no. <laughs> yeah. Wink. So back at Angel's Pad, he attempts to add Lindsay to the family using the techniques taught to him by the voodoo lady earlier in the movie. Uh, he tries to pull off the act to perform the steps his spiritual advisor told him about. They, of course, wrote this scene to have Tracy Lord's character take her top off and get in the hot tub, but trying to distance herself from her past, she declined. Um, so she fucked it up. But that was in the script, was this part. So. Damn it, Tracy. Uh, Lindsay asks uh, him what his relationship is with the other three women in the house, <laughs> and he says, just some friends I have some things in common with. Yeah. I mean, we all sold our soul to the devil. With the voodoo lady who down Third Street. He entrances himself, which I love that part of this move to try to convert her to be one of the demon women, too, or whatever, is he has to entrance himself with his magical guitar ability. And this is one of my favorite things of the whole movie is when he's playing the guitar and he does entrance himself and he's like, ooh, he, he like, his eyes turn green. And then he <laughs> barks up green yeah. stuff all over him. That's, like, what, that's why I made a gif of for our he Instagram like this He sucks time. it back <laughs> up, though, and like yeah. swallows yeah, it. <laughs> it's like coming out and he just goes, <laughs> and it's right the moment he says it too this is like so funny it's the moment she says I'd be lying if I said I wasn't attracted to you yeah. Yeah. cause she's like facing away from him when he's like, <laughs> and her bangs are like 110% I mean the whole movie but this one's where you notice that like they it starts at her ear and goes all the way around to the other ear and it's just a bowl cut it's like she has a Beatles haircut from one ear to the other and then the rest isn't uh oh! I did uh the slime that comes out of his mouth. It's just Alka Seltzer and green food coloring. Just so you know. Huh. Thought you might want to know a little bit of trivia. They probably came up with that when the special effects people didn't show up. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is where he put the snake in the hot tub. And like I mentioned earlier, she never told him any, a snake was any part of this. Maybe thing. he was just freestyling, man. Maybe he, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna throw a fucking snake into this mix. See what happens." So he throws. <laughs> so he puts the snake in the hot tub. Uh, and then he sprinkles a little bit of his little baptism, you know, dust in Baptismal there. Baptismal salt. Baptismal <laughs> voodoo salts. And the, Lindsay tells him that she can't be with him and runs off. And and he's like, maybe our timing is just right. And at this point, he's killed two other people oh, within yeah. 24 hours. How many fucking people do you have to kill to stay alive? I don't know. And I, Yeah. I mean, I guess he's not going to kill her. He's going to... Have her oh, join the squad. He does say, I have this line to her. They say the family, yeah, right? Family. Like it's fucking like yeah. the, the Manson clan. Yeah. yeah. I like this line he has here. He says, No one can love you as hard as I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she heads back to her place and Greg storms in to tell Lindsay that Johnny's dead. Um, Greg said he's been worried sick. He's been looking all over for her. Uh, and then she tells him he was at Angels and they have a little fight about it. And then we cut to the trailer park. Yeah, but where did he go? What did he do? He's hanging out that groupie. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to the trailer park. So apparently two kills in 24 hours isn't enough. Angel needs a third. Yeah. So he's going back to his old crib because at the trailer park. you have a mansion now, and you need to go worry about what's going on with your trailer. <laughs> yeah. And I like Which he gets there, the, and all of his, old, his comic books and beer cans are in the lock. Cans, and he's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, no one touches my empty beer cans. Yeah, it's like, it's been six months, dude. Uh, so then, uh, so I'm gonna kill you for wanting the money that you earned. Well, and then <laughs> the landlord is great. The landlord's just taking a dump, 
An angel comes well, in. First, and, he farts yeah. standing up. <laughs> Get Did out you of notice, chair. like, the, he was watching, like, a porn, though? And oh, yeah. yeah. The, it was like a drilled. Or a dill, a drildo, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a drildo. <laughs> like, that did not look like that'd be comfortable. I mean, no. I, don't, I don't have that equipment. That's a really, good porno but, uh, grind band name, drildo. Whoa! Yeah. And the solos, you had the drill down, just slapping the string, like, <laughs> bling, ding, 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 ding. Angel storms into the trailer, pulls the landlord off the toilet that he's taking a shit in, and then puts the landlord toilet in the shit. But in our, in our like, simple effects part, how come when he pulls his face out where it's, like, not even wet? Yeah. Like, right. shouldn't he have, like, gross brown water over him or something? Like, what yeah, the awesome. fuck's going on with the effects here? I imagine that that guy's bowel movements are not pleasant. I mean, <laughs> just he's loose. sitting around yeah. watching some drill dough and farting up a storm. It's Hormel's chili. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, yeah, it's like you think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be all gross, and he's like, he's yeah. dry. He was probably, like, eating um, some of the pizza that he left behind, <laughs> that Angel left behind. Finishing off what's left in those beer cans. Yeah. Uh, and then I like the, there's a good funny moment here. The Angel's getting ready to stab him. But he keeps getting distracted by the porno. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's, getting, he's like looking at the, the landlord to stab him, and then it's like ah, uh, and he looks at the TV, and he looks back at the landlord. Yeah, uh, but the landlord runs for it, and this is another one of those weird moments where like, where's the effect? Where's the kill? The right. landlord runs out, and then Angel just throws the TV. He smashes the TV, that's but it. he doesn't throw the TV at the landlord. We see the TV just hit the ground and blow up. Yeah, so we're supposed to think this explosion killed the guy, or like what the fuck? I think going he got away. Here? But see, I don't think he, I think it's the the effects bill didn't show up. So like. We'll sh- we'll shoot the kill later, and they just yeah. never did. Right. <laughs> it's like right again. That's I, I wish I could see those kills. Um, so then we go back to Angel's place. A cop shows up, wanting to ask Angel some questions, but he's not home. So the girls invite him in, and the cop keeps trying to ask the girls about Giant Crack, and then they end up killing him. And well, they keep feeds try- on first. Him. They try to seduce him. Oh yeah, you're want to go hang out in the hot yeah. jacuzzi, and he's just like not having it. <laughs> yeah, try to work here. The, yeah, trying to go the old reliable the jacuzzi, and one of them grabs uh, the knife, right? They're like, "Go hide that." She says, "Hide the knife" or something. And instead, she grabs so, and kills him. Yeah. And they, they fight like, "What the fuck? You're supposed to hide it." She's like, "I didn't know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good, guys. I have to interrupt this for one second because yeah. this this is really terrible news. My wife just texted me. Listen, look at this very last text. Uh, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. Listeners, we have to let you know that Hogan just got distressing news. His wife texted him to let him know that his youngest daughter is a juggalette. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. But I guess that... Uh, what is juggalo? Let me think. What I just heard, and I don't know because I haven't done any research, is that they always said, like, oh, we'll tell you what all this is about later. And, like, they were just, they'd always put out albums and, like, it's all about something like this, you know, this, and then they're like, oh, it's Christianity, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Christianity. I just responded, so magnets, what? how do they work? Yeah. Dude, if you've never watched the fucking documentary, American Juggalo, it's, it's on Netflix or it's on it's on YouTube. It's fucking the best is 30 minutes you'll ever have. There's like hangout and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's dude. There's crazy. one guy. He's like, this is my family. They don't care if I stab people. And you're like, what the fuck? I will say this. Out of all the jobs I've ever had, I can call to mind the three people I liked working with the least. And they were Juggalos and, and Juggalettes? they were all into ICP. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yep. And it was because they, yeah, like, they acted, their lives had fallen apart, 
and they just like work in some kitchen somewhere and they blame everybody else. And then, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. What music in ICP? It's like, maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe so your family's like three out down. three fright zones. Uh, fright zone folks don't like it. We don't like the ICP. But yeah. hey, I like comedy. I get that they're, they have some funny lyrics and stuff, but right. I don't think that it just doesn't do anything for me. Well, I'm so, going to be shipping still off to fucking boarding school, apparently, as soon as I get home. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon, fact, I'm, Are we have to stop still, recording this episode. Do they still have military academies, like, Senator, like, no. oh, yeah. the, <laughs> the school in Dutch? Yeah. <laughs> You're there for, like, eight yeah. months. Is that, is that a young Ethan Embry that's it in is, that? It is, and he uses yeah. a different name. Do you remember when he shit in a police car? Yes. Okay. Oh. We may have I talked like about Ethan that Embry. on here. We talked about uh, something cut out one earlier episode I was talking about uh, that Freaky Link show that he's the star of that no one remembers, but I have it recorded on VHS in the other room. I kept those tapes, As too. proof. Because it's never been issued on disc. <laughs> I don't remember it. It's awesome. I, full squad, I've probably not watched it in fucking 15 years. It could be awful now, but... You know, speaking of shitty hip-hop artists, uh, the band heads the Casualty Records, where the record executives are listening to the label's newest discovery, Mother's Boys. I don't like working, it's not for me. I don't like nothing if it don't come free. <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of trying to act like they're getting into it. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's like actually the beat. It's like, I don't like working. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is horrible. And, but uh, Angel rightfully so is like. This is fucking awful. Is this a joke? Yeah, you guys you kidding? Know? Is this a tax write-off or something? Like, what's wrong with this? Uh, and they they immediately uh, get into you know negotiating. They offer 150,000 and 14 points, to which Angel counters with 25 points and 250,000 up front. They finally land on 20 points and 200,000. Final offer! He loses it immediately. Final offer! Yeah. I'm like, whoa, Okay. It's like, I thought we were just having a conversation. I'm looking up an inflation calculator. Because I'm like, that's definitely not enough money for all those people to just be like, I don't have to have a job. Because what's that pan out to like 30 grand each? If you include the manager has to well, get paid and all the, the other that's stuff. That's just the upfront. They'd still make money on sales yeah, and I stuff. Yeah, I don't know what the 20 points is. Because I'm guessing that means 20%. Also, I feel like sales. she has no negotiating skills if he's the one fucking negotiating. She's the manager. What's her right. job? Yeah, what so is they're walking out to the car and they're all like high fiving and stuff. And Angel proposes they take two days off before they start rehearsals. And then he invites Lindsay over to his place to talk business. Uh, he threatens her. Yeah. He doesn't invite her over. He basically says, like, if you want to manage this band, yeah. then you're going to come over to my house. Well, yeah, because she's like, she's well, you not just, interested. Well, because she's like, you just came on to me like, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. And he's like, well, if you're going to be the manager of the band, we're going to have to work together, though. Yeah. So listen, you're coming over. Or you're fired. <laughs> so it's not that bad. In, in 1990, two hundred thousand dollars in 2021. That is four hundred and eleven thousand nine hundred and twenty. So it's almost half a million i mean so if, that's like a hundred thousand dollars each yeah that's something know. if someone offered my band that i'd be like okay that's yeah. that's cool that's way better than me uh not making any money for my band at all and breaking even all money from the band just goes back into making the next thing can sure. we each just get like a hundred bucks yeah so Lindsay arrives at angels and they immediately start making out and Lindsay tries to stop angel tells her that he is hopelessly in love with her she says what should i tell greg Tell him we're looking for a new bass player. Yeah, that's not even funny. 
Yeah, yeah. It's and, funny. and then she's like, I have to go up there with him. He's like, You're not leaving until you promise me you'll come back after dinner. Again, threatening her in some way. But like, then she with promises what? To I come don't back. know. His Why demonic can't... power. Yeah. It's mojo. It's voodoo mojo. Uh, and then Monique tells Angel that she invited a group over for dinner. Uh, and I like, he's like just reading a magazine casually, just gives her a knife to go stab him with. Yeah. Um, and Greg arrives to threaten Angel to stay away from Lindsay. And Greg catches a glimpse of Marilyn's burnt reflection in some silver. And he the scene. has every right to be concerned, you know? Like, oh, yeah. everyone's treating him like he's a crazy idiot. And I mean, like, he has way better hair for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and oh, the other thing I was going to say is with the, he goes, sends her to go kill her. And it's like, okay, you're a groupie, right? That's like yeah. your thing. Your hope is to end up sleeping with somebody. Why doesn't your underwear match your bra? <laughs> you you're dressed for the job you your want. intention is yeah. to get naked with somebody and it's not that they don't match they're completely opposite <laughs> well, I, I think that the underwear is like a leopard thing one's and like business like casual teal yeah not to get into the nitty-gritty here but <laughs> it's just like that's not, it, it pulled you out of the film experience. You're like, you know, she does deserve to die. She was, I was hoping like, this for is a, a movie. Where's the fantasy? It's she a was movie. hoping for low lighting. Yeah, yeah. You right. know? She didn't know it was going to be like so much screen time. Yeah. Then Greg goes out to the car and he's sitting in the car with the drummer. Oh, yes. And that's great because he's like, tells him, he's like, you know, when I was in there, I saw something really weird. It's all reflection. This girl looks all fucked up. He's like, you know what? I was partying and I saw the same thing. <laughs> yeah, fuck, weird. Bro. And um, then he thinks he sees Lindsay going into the house, which is actually when it's the groupie. he sees the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, looks fucking nothing like Tracy no, Lord's. Except at that all. they have hair. Yeah. They both have hair on their head. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, Monique and Angel kill the groupie. And this is right when Greg's peeking in the window. So he sees them just like fucking staggered at which, Thank God we actually get to see them stabbing someone. For once. Um, and, uh, so he goes and sends the drummer. He goes, like, get a cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cops show up. Um, this is this is the part where I was talking about earlier. Where the this, entire, this entire sequence, I feel like it's supposed to, because they were in the car and he's like, call the cops, right? And so I feel like it's supposed to have been like, I don't know, at least an hour, two hours, something like that. Yeah. But it seems like it happens in a matter of fucking seconds. Right. He's already back with the cops. Yeah. The editing is just like so fast. It's super strange. Uh, and then like he's telling the cops like, oh, yeah, officer, I saw the murder someone. It's like officers, you should know he was here earlier with some crazy story of them trying to steal his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. you know? So now the drummer thinks Greg's an asshole too. He's like, you know, uh, <laughs> right? And they look no all body, over. like right. In he's front like of digging him. through the trash. Yeah. yeah. But I like when the cops leave and the the body's like he's like, where's the body anyways? And they just open the dishwasher and there's like some limbs. And pop it's like out the, and it's it was steamy. running. Yeah. <laughs> like they like put the body in and then ran it, which may, would actually That's make probably them why not... they didn't look there when they call. Yeah. They wouldn't wash the body. Yeah. Why would they wash the evidence off the body? Which is actually probably a pretty great way to wash evidence off a human body. Yeah. Stick it in a dishwasher and run it. Take the drawers out, cram that carcass in there, (laughs) scrub a dub dub. You they use the demon cards like bender in half. Yeah. And this is when Angel's like, from now on, we eat out. And then he (laughs) leaves them to clean up the bodies like always. He never helps with the bodies. He runs the demon show. Uh, He goes back to Lindsay's. Greg goes back to Lindsay's and tells her he saw Angel kill someone. And uh, they have a real dramatic soap opera talk about her feelings for Angel. Uh, to which Greg goes, he's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, back at Angel's, he's pumping some jams, doing his hair, uh, and Michelle's jealous of Lindsay. And Angel tells her about Aren't the I plan. Yeah. Uh, he, he's like, mm, there's just something different about this girl. He's like rubbing his arms. Yeah. He's putting, <laughs> I really like her. He's putting lotion yeah. on. Yeah. I just really like her. You need that. She, he's like, she yeah. really turns me on or something like that. <laughs> she really pumps my nads. <laughs> she really gives me a huge erection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I get it. Oh. So uh, then she goes off to find Lindsay. Yeah, so he goes downstairs and he sees his address books just on the counter open with Lindsay's address. So he's like puts it together. So we cut to Lindsay's. Michelle shows up. She's trying to kill Lindsay. And then Angel shows up, saves Lindsay, kills Michelle. And we actually get some effects. And yeah. they're I glorious. Wrote, yeah. I wrote, uh, Martin kills Michelle, who then turns into a burnt dog turd. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It the dissolves. It's like a poor man's version of like how they did the the transformation, the old wolf man. Oh, it just like you know, totally. like they keep just dissolving. Just I thought you were gonna reference Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he chose poorly. <laughs> um, uh, but they had the rotoscope, like crappy orange outline that's like just like pulsating, you know. But yeah, I like when she becomes the dog turd. It's like. Which is like smoke comes out of her little butthole yep. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Someone showed up that day for some effects. That's really fun. Uh, so, yeah, but in this, because she reverts to her true form where she's like a fucked up burn victim. But like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really, you know, to the top burn victim. Like, there's no way she was even alive if she was that burnt when she was <laughs> right. a burn victim. Right. Because she's crispy. Um, and this uh, this whole site understandably freaks Lindsay out. And that's when she starts screaming. Uh, Greg calls and leaves a voicemail on Lindsay's machine, uh, which you know, of course, Angel doesn't pick up. And Angel calls the house and uh, has a great combo with Marilyn. And he tells her that he wants her and Monique to meet him at the amplifier. And then, like he says, also bring the dagger. It's underneath the towel next to the jacuzzi. And there's a snake in the water. Bring that too. And she goes, Ew. <laughs> and did. She must have found the um, the snake hutch. Yeah, the little <laughs> basket. Yeah, uh, this is where you get a great. Uh, like I mentioned, Monique's my favorite of the three girls. Another good Monique moment. She walks in the room. She's like, "Hey, who was on the phone?" And she's like, "It was Angel. We have to meet him at the amplifier." And she and she just real casually says, "Well, I have to go dump these bodies anyways." So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really. And then funny. when they then they they're shows him dragging them out there. <laughs> Uh, and Greg goes to the voodoo lady's house, who tells him that Angel will die if she if he eats, um, and then tells him that she can give him demonic powers to defeat Angel. And Greg almost goes through with it, and it's the same move. She's like, "Close your eyes." Which again, he has his eyes closed, and then he opens them when she has knife, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm out of here. So then he goes to find some. Um, yeah, he goes to the military the surplus food. store. <laughs> the the food tube. <laughs> Where there's a great sign that just is is like the hammer and sickle communist sign with a no <laughs> sign around it, just like in the middle of the merchandise. Yeah. And I think what the guy says to the kid that's at the front counter is he goes, murder for money. And, uh, and the kid goes, comic books, that's for beep. <laughs> but it's an expletive in reference to homosexuality. Um <laughs> And then uh, he's wearing a Gotcha brand crew sweater. <laughs> gotcha. If anyone remembers Gotcha. Oh, yeah. It's a pre-Stussy kind of like Argyle-y era sportswear thing. Uh, like uh, 
Greg walks up to the counter with the food concentrate, and he says, you don't have anything to price somebody's job and to force feed them this stuff, do you? <laughs> and the clerk, who sounds like Quentin Tarantino, he's like, this stuff doesn't taste that bad, actually. You know, like, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Greg goes to Angel's pad, and Monique and Marilyn are outside, but of course Marilyn forgot the keys, so Monique has to go back inside I hate to get the keys. hauling your leftovers, <laughs> she yeah, says. I wrote a note. I love how they, I, I guess I never even paid that close attention to it through the entire movie, but how much they talk about dead bodies is it their food. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, we're eating out. <laughs> uh, and they go, and so like, Monique goes back inside to get the keys to the car, so then go to the amphitheater, and she hears Greg fucking around in the house. So then they get in a tussle, and Greg just grabs her and squirts that fucking food paste right down her well, throat. Well, she hears him because his dumb ass, like, knocks over there in Ganga or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, altar. There's, like, an altar thing Ooh. that, like, is not in the movie otherwise. Not before or after. It never shows, which would make sense. Because of the whole voodoo black magic thing, that yeah. maybe there would be some scenes that would take place where they're like worshiping that, yeah, doing or whatever, a or something. Yeah, something. But yeah, they, he goes in there, he knocks over something, and they they ha- they start going at it. It's like toothpaste cancer relapse, dude. Yeah, yeah. She, he's like, yeah, cry, chops that shit down her throat, and then we get another cool dissolve. But since she had had terminal cancer, her dissolve just like she gets really emaciated, and her hair falls out, and it's and it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's different <laughs> definitely different uh, the payoff is more like oh that's sad she died of cancer whereas the first <laughs> we're like well look at that weird burnt dog turn and this we're like oh that's kind of sad I guess yeah um, uh, so then we go uh, Marilyn meets up with Angel at the amphitheater and uh, he's carrying an unconscious Lindsay and the security oh, and- guard goes Hey, what's up with her? And he's like, oh, she's a fan. This happens to me all the time. <laughs> Must yeah. be nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was the like, what? Guy. Whoa, dude. Uh, uh, and he's like, what's oh, he one- think is happening? <laughs> he's like, oh, one more thing. If Greg Austin tries to get in, don't let him. Which really they don't show a scene where Greg tries no, to get in No, they just show way. him hop the fence. They show him like sneaking in. There yeah. could have been, like if they're going to drag a scene out, they could have yeah. done that. <clears throat> uh, on stage, Angel and Marilyn set up a kiddie pool. For the ritual to turn Lindsay into a demonic uh, sex slave of angels. And this, creeping, creeping, creeping flesh, flesh are hanging out. out backstage, yeah. And uh, well, well, <laughs> these dudes are awesome. Well, by the creeping way. flesh. Well, well, Angel tells Marilyn to go keep an eye out for Greg. And then we cut the creeping flesh for hanging out, nerding out on gear. Um, and they hear Angel shredding because he's trying to entrance himself, you know? And they're like, oh, must be the, un- the opening band. They're unaware, of course, he's practicing his unholy voodoo, you know? Um, I wrote mouth foaming shred session. Yes, <laughs> and I like he's he's like <laughs> and it cuts cream flesh and mom goes, "This is so cool!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they think it's great. Um, and then Greg fights with Marilyn outside. He sprays food paste in her mouth because he doesn't know that she that's he. I think he just thinks that's every demon's weakness. He's like, "Well, it killed the last one," <laughs> so he sprays food paste in her mouth and she just like spits it out and keeps fighting him, which is pretty funny. Um, he knocks her ass out. Uh, Angel puts the powder in the water, pulls out his dagger, and releases the snake again. No clue why the snake's there. Uh, this is when Greg tackles Angel, just sees he's about to stab Lindsay. Um, Creeping Flesh love, is loving the fight. They still think it's part of the act. Um, and then Marilyn comes back in the mix. She has an axe. She's about to kill Greg when uh, the giant stack of speakers just fall on her and shove the axe into her chest. So she yeah. just becomes deformed again. Yeah. <laughs> and, death with the, uh, and when the speakers fall over is where it all comes back. To Johnny Crack's drug bag. Yeah, remember that fucking heroin kit that we saw? You <laughs> For know, two an seconds, hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you do. And so quickly, uh, Greg fills the syringe with food paste, 
and then he injects it in Angel's neck, and we get some actual cool effects again, uh, some cool bladder effects. Angel's like, ah! his yeah. cheeks are all like bladder effects, and his head explodes. And Creepy Flash just stands up and was like, yeah! <laughs> yeah! You know? Yeah, you need to make this a song, Nate. Heroin kit toothpaste injection. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, On it. I know when, when his head explodes here, they were uh, supposed to have more shit. They wanted to have, like, chunks of meat, like, spray on the band, the Creeping Flesh guys in the audience, and they were going to be like, yeah, it's, like, covered in blood and guts. It looks like they're sitting really far but, away, but, though. Uh, yeah, and that's still things like, why couldn't you do that? Yeah. Like, couldn't you just go buy some caro syrup? Even if you can't afford chunks of meat, like, can't you just get some syrup and some red food dye and just splash that on people? Like, yeah. Right. But, uh, but, you know. Guar does it every night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They blew their budget on Tracy Lords, I guess. Um, and then uh, we, so Greg decides it's time to quit rock and roll. And Lindsay's like, "You want to work for my dad?" And he's like, "Well, I'm not that desperate." Yeah, yeah. And then we cut to a not bus stop. Not that big of a change. Yeah. And then we cut to the bus stop, and the redhead guitarist, the angel, kicked out Spastic Colon, is sitting on a bench at the bus stop when the voodoo lady sits down at him with her glowing green rotoscoped eyes. So setting we're, up Shock Dead Part Two. You say we're teeing it up for a sequel. I would have watched. I would have loved to watch yeah. that. Only if it's it. that dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, he's not doing anything else. But uh, I really I really dug this movie a lot. Talk about me a little bit when we watched Black Roses, because I know you guys love Black Roses. And I, I, gave, I gave Black Rose 2.5, and I think you guys both gave it 4, so we leveraged it to 3.5. And I was saying then, it's not that I don't like Black Roses, but I look at like some of these reigns, uh, not against every horror movie that's ever been made, but the horror movies that would be in that subgenre, kind of. Because like... Black Roses against something like, you know, uh, Chinatown. <laughs> well, no, like, well, like, 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 yeah, Black Roses against like The Shining yeah. or The Exorcist or Nightmare, like, like just classic horror movies that, you know, are like a five fright movie. Sure. Like th- it's not a fair comparison, but I'd compare Black Roses to other metal horror movies, Shock 'em Dead, um, Trick or Treat, Rocktober Blood, you know, Night Train to Terror, Night Train to Terror, Terror on Tour. Yeah. Like, I compare those. So that's why I was looking at Black Rose as like a 2.5 um, because I think some like to me, some like Shocking Dead's more rewatchable. It's more fun. I think the 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 top shelf horror, you know, uh, rock and roll movies. I mean, I think Trick or Treat and Rock Over Blood are probably like the would be like the five. Fright. All of mine are on a top shelf. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think those would be like the five frights to me. Um, but so I, I give Shocking Dead for me. I give it 3.5. Cause I just think it's pure fun. Like it's, I can watch it like anytime I, I mentioned, I sing Virgin girl in the shower. I think it's super funny. If it would actually have gory kills, it would be four to five for me. Easy. Um, like that's what's missing from that. Like that pulls me out of it a bit. Cause like this is a horror movie. And I feel like it's like, I'm watching an edited version of it because they, like, I don't see any kills really. Right. Where's the money shot? You know, and if they had kills, Oh my gosh. Like it, it's just the movie's so much fun. So there's really like, I laugh. Probably every five to ten minutes, I am laughing pretty hard at something in this movie. Um, I think the performances are pretty memorable. Um, so, yeah, I, I give it a 3.5. I don't know. Mine was, like, the reason I like Black Rose as much as I did is because, for me, it was, like, all about music. And the lack of music in this is why I don't like it as much. But the music in this is hilarious. No, it's, it's hilarious, it's but it's great. not yeah. good. Right. Yeah. Like right. that. Some of the songs in Black Roses are actually good. Yeah. yeah, that soundtrack is fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I just listen to it like it's a regular metal record. Right. 
So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the three. I guess I don't know. Do we do half star or whatever? Yeah, you do halves. I mean, I yeah, I'll leave it at three. I was definitely going to say a, a solid three as well because I do feel like Black Roses is more my kind of this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also when comparing them to the others as well, like you said. But uh, that doesn't mean it's any less rewatchable than oh, yeah. Black Roses. I would I, I would rewatch this anytime. So, but yeah, I'd say three. So I think. So I guess it's a three and probably three two five <laughs> is the average. yeah. No. I'd say it's a three. It's a three frights. Got your bell? I don't. <laughs> three frights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Uh, yeah, this thing's really fun. Um, Are we going to talk about the releases yeah. now? Is that when we do this? Yeah, I like that. The uh, so physical releases. You got the VHS tape there. I do. Nate? I've had this for I don't know twenty years or something. There's this Mark mm. Johnson card crammed in the back. <laughs> Mark Johnson. I guess he's in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in 1990, um, the original release um, on Academy Entertainment. This is a company where I definitely make this shirt and no one ever buys it. I've, I've sold two ever. Um, I love this company. They put out a lot of cool stuff. Where some other tiles. Uh, so so people aren't familiar with this label as much. Maybe sling some of the shirts. Me a crypt. Tell, tell, tell our listeners, where are some tiles on Academy they should check out? Uh the original uh, Zodiac Killer, which okay. did get a blue release, um, that that has that is definitely on Academy Skull. A Night of Terror is a good action title. Killer Workout is Academy. Um, now I'm just like mentally going down the spines, but they they did a lot of good action, a lot of good. Um, random like set late seventies horror into the early eighties stuff. They didn't, cool. they didn't last as long as some of the other companies I think is why they're not talked about as much, but yeah, I definitely look into uh, getting yourself a copy of this. It's there's again, no bonus features, but it still looks pretty damn good. It is an attractive sleeve. I like the very 1990. Yeah. That one pink and pink green. green. It makes me think of fanny packs. I that was actually thinking green. when the logo came out, I'm like, that would be a cool shirt by itself. Just shock them dead. Just yeah. Big on a shirt. You didn't know what it is, man. It was cool. Yeah. And Hogan has the same version because there's not a lot of releases of this. I have the Blu-ray copy, uh, which came out on Slasher Video, which was a already defunct uh, label. They put out a few releases. They sh- uh, This Blu-ray label, Slasher, mm. they also put out Killer Workouts. They must have got rights to some oh, Academy sure. stuff. Um, I have that too. Stuff, I was going to watch just... the special features. Are they any good? Uh, yeah, they're all right. Um, they do some rein like it's basically people like I auditioned for a- for Angel, but I didn't get it. So now I was the drummer. <laughs> like it's like that's <laughs> yeah. basically it. Um, <laughs> they called me Dustin Clean. But uh, this Blu-ray. So what's interesting is the presentation. It's not an amazing transfer, but um, I think it's on deep discount right now too. I think I snag it if if you want, because uh, I know the label's done now. I'm gonna snag. They made a Deadly Prey, so I'm gonna grab the Deadly Prey from this label before they're gone too. So um, they're just like all of our stuff's on sale. It's we're done. I mean the, the label, like their their websites, no longer exist. And those stuff. are the only two things I have from them. Yeah, they this Killer Workout, Deadly Prey, and they did a couple. Oh no, I might get some Killer Workouts from them too. <clears throat> but, I could um, see Scream Factory doing Killer Workout. Uh, the, so this though, here's the thing. It's sourced from a uh, one inch tape transfer is not incredible, but my <laughs> understanding is 
the film was actually shot on 35 millimeters, shot on actual film stock. Um, but it did not have a theatrical exhibition. They knew it was going straight to video. So when they did the the editing of the film, they edited it to a master one-inch tape. And then they fucking destroyed the film. Oh. So that and that's what they say. Yeah. So uh, maybe I don't know if that means like somewhere. It, Why would they like take it out into but, a field and burn it yeah. for no reason? But I mean, there's like, cool, it's going straight to video. So like they had the master and that was just it. Um, it doesn't so, look bad though. I threw it out in the shop. It looked, I thought it looked decent. Oh, it, it does look decent, but it's, it's one of those things knowing that it was shot on real film is like, ah, so you can actually see it like in widescreen and like, right. you know, see, see how great that dog poop burnt corpse looks. <laughs> um, but no, there's good special features, commentary, uh, cast reunion, everyone but Tracy Lords. Um, I don't know if you like the movie. I'd grab it. It's it's fun. Was this the first thing she did? No, not of this. Not this Earth. That was we already. Yeah, I, not this Earth. Cry Baby and Shock and Bay are all really really fun. Like she does like you know <clears throat> in a row. Then she had like some TV spots and stuff. But then she's a movie album. called like Laser Moon. Yeah. Well, it's like incredible. It, it's like she's like really wanted to like no I'm gonna be like a, a real big star. And it's like. I think being in horror movies is probably the right spot for you. It's I don't probably know, where you'd because actually because you flourish. see her now and she pop like she pops up and stuff randomly mm-hmm. and like she's pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, I mean it's taken thirty five years to get there, of course. <laughs> you know, but actually but... like in this period of time, like she could have been a scream queen. She yeah. could have kept doing this and easily have been a scream queen, yeah. I think. Um but oh. Oh, I do have gifts for you guys. Oh, this time. Oh man! Actually, oh, no. they're they're technically from Josh Schaefer, uh, Lunch Meat, because he sent Shout me three meat. copies of the new issue <gasps> of Lunch Meat, and I was like, you know what? I know two other dudes that might want <laughs> a copy. Wow! Nice. Thanks. There's a retrospective on the ghosting in there. I just got a shirt from him in the mail. Wow! Awesome. That's uh. I imagine we'll see that this cat at VHS shirt. Fest. Yeah, he's gonna have a table there. Which one was yeah! it? It was the uh, like the rewind shirt, um, the rewinder die one. Yeah, yeah. Like it was super kind of like '90s graphics on it. Yeah, yeah. That thing's grab that soon. Yeah, I've never met him. We've been friends on the internet for a while, and we've talked on the phone enough. So you're you're chubbing. You're half chubbing for. I'd say most of the most of the VHS community people that I've talked to are from the East Coast, and I'm thinking a good majority will be there. So I'm I'm excited to meet some people I've talked to. I'm just excited to go uh, somewhere other than my house after this pandemic. (laughs) I'm fucking serious. I'm ready to get out. I honestly, too, I was talking to Jill about the other day. I've not gone on a vacation. If you're not, I mean, not kind like going to play shows around the Midwest and, and, and bands. Cause that is, those are trips of sorts, but I haven't gone like a vacation since 2015. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I'm fucking ready to just get out of the house and like, it'll be fun to hang out with you dudes for the weekend and watch some fucking movies. And and they're playing cool movies and Linnea Quigley's going to be there. And we can go nerd out with her and be like, Hey, we're from Iowa too. Yeah. <laughs> and they're playing like Hollywood chainsaw hookers. They're playing uh, rabbit sorority grannies. babes in the slime. That's bowl the last, Alabama. that's the last movie the whole weekend. Yeah. So it'll be fun. And I, so I might understand. Killing like, spree. I think they're playing. Yeah. I'm trying to remember everything. My understanding is it's like during the day before the movie started, it's just like, dorking out with people and looking at vendor tables and stuff right yeah there's people that's... that have tables that are just like all like high quality tapes nice. and shit which i'll 
Maybe buy Very a couple, but I'm I going want. to hang. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to hang out. Oh, they're going to have what you want, big boy. <laughs> well, the few tapes I still want are things that aren't on disc. Like, I want, like, Grim Prairie Tales. I've See got that. that. One's anthology movie. Yeah. That's never been issued on disc yet. Oh, really? <laughs> Come on, Danger Syndrome. <clears throat> uh. Freddie reminded me, he's like, so he's farting a bunch earlier. <laughs> He's like jumping on his trampoline, farted a bunch, and then he kept mentioning it. And I heard him fart a big fart on the way back from the scooter ride we went, went on. And he's like, "That's 16." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "That's 16 for the day." Like he's been just keeping track all day long. But I think he doesn't understand that like one fart isn't every time it goes up and down. So if you go like, that's not four farts. He counsels that's his fart. one fart. So he just, he just I fart think counts. Yeah, that's like a like a turret gun of farts. Yeah, he counts the peaks and valleys as separate <laughs> right. things. I think you need to teach your son the proper uh, fart counting. I will. He went into <laughs> yeah. a blind. I haven't had a chance to sit down with him. Were he you kind of proud of him though when he told you how many farts he counted? Yeah, it's funny to me. Yeah, a proud father. Like that's my boy. Yeah, you should get him like a door clicker, like a door guy, and he can just keep count that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were sitting in the van waiting for some reason the other day, and. I had my leg up on the dashboard. I'm like, I was talking about this shitty driver, and I'm just like, man, you know what I think about that driver? And he's like, what? And I just let out this huge <laughs> fart, and I'm like, that's what I think about that driver. <laughs> and he thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> then I had to get out because it smelled really bad. <laughs> it's like one of those, like, ah, did that come out of me? Like, what did I do? <laughs> but I've been doing this thing where we, like, we get this thing called Purple Carrot. It's a delivery service. It's a vegan oh, okay. delivery yeah. home cooked meal thing. But then I'll eat like chicken wings and cheese pizza and whatever. Like I still eat all that stuff. So it's like the weird. My body doesn't exactly know what to do with like extreme opposites. It just turns into farts. So sorry. <laughs> you know, if, later uh, I fart a bunch. Jill and I do Home Chef. <clears throat> uh, but if you want to do, if you want to do a meal trade, mm. you know, they get, I assume yeah, Purple Carrot they work like tell your friends. And yeah, go. yeah. We, we can get give those because we get those every week too. Yeah, if you want to try another one. Yeah, dude, I'll totally bring one next time, or like the next time I see you. All right. Probably won't sit at the house. Our pizza just got dropped off. Oh, did you get it from the pizza playhouse? I did. Cool, awesome. Tony's brought from beyond the grave. Thank you, Aldo. Uh, so I don't know if we should just end this episode to eat pizza or well, what's what, um, so yeah, mediacrypt.bigcartel.com/slash/pizza. <laughs> Um, um, you got anything coming up or just printing classics? I got that stuff. There's a kingpin design coming. Which I'm excited on that. about. sent in on that. That's gonna be Rotten Yellow doing that one. He's he did the uh, brain scan and the Tales from the Crypt and Never Ending Story designs. Then they, there's a couple other ones again. I I don't want to talk about because I just don't know when the artists are gonna kind of like Get send it done. to. Like Fair sometimes enough. people That's take cool. months. There's there's a lot of irons in the fire. And I'm very excited to start bringing new designs. Speaking of designs, how's that rusty window cage design coming, Hogan? Uh, I have some stuff drawn out. I don't know if it's in this notebook. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> We're working on getting some designs finalized for some stuff for Patreon stuff. Uh, I have, I know we've got we've got a few messages, people asking about that since we've mentioned it in a few episodes, but it, it will happen eventually. We just want to make sure we have design stuff so when we launch it, there are things available for people that want to support us and thank you for supporting us thank you for listening um you can find us on uh instagram at fright zone podcast uh 
We have t-shirts you can get from MediaCrypt. And uh, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. You know, if you want to share something, a story. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple, feel free to leave a review. That stuff does help us out in some capacity. Uh, anything going on in beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop here in Des Moines, Iowa? Nope. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you If you dig the podcast, like repost something about it in your story or in on uh, just make a post about it just tell somebody about it it helps please help us yeah <laughs> i mean we're fine <laughs> but i mean we're yeah we're having fun just hang on talking movies we're you know we're friends talking about horror movies but uh you know uh your support is appreciated and uh yeah let us know what you've been doing send us a message um, if you want to even reach out, recommend movies, ask us more in-depth questions, and you're not on Instagram, uh, thefrightzone.com, there is a form you can submit to email us directly. Um, we'd be happy to answer any of your questions on the next episode, so feel free to send us some stuff. And, uh, yeah. So, thanks for listening. Um, we'll catch you next time. If you're at VHS Fest, um, you know... Look for us. Say hi. If you do recognize us, you probably won't recognize us. No one, no one knows who we are. That was a stupid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> and again. And uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Stay spooky. Yeah, get weird <laughs> with it. Do you have yard bags right now? Did you get your lawnmower fixed? I actually filled a yard bag today. With, Fuck uh, yeah. I, I trimmed a tree in my front yard, and I filled up that yard bag so good. <laughs> <laughs>